what is good everybody you are listening to are we still where's my 40 acres can you of course can you keep a name after two years yes always of silence sorry not fight anybody that has something to say about it i was watching an episode of a judge judy and a, a guy was able to keep the name of his uh card business even though all his members voted him out the club judy was like he still owned the name now that's kind of amazing that's his daddy name so he still owned the name (laughs) he said that's my name that's mine but uh it's it's been a while we literally stopped at covid and came back after all the people are pretending there's no more covid so i guess it works appropriately yeah man (laughs) COVID, you know, COVID was rough. People had like churlins and stuff, you know. Churlins, that's 21 months. At this point, about to be two. I wasn't having one of them churlins. They seem like a lot of work. (laughs) (laughs) They seem like it is. It absolutely is a whole lot of work. Yeah. But we're going to go ahead and we're going to save this when we do an actual Where's My 40 Acres episode. Um, Yes. We decided to go ahead and throw an episode together for Atlanta because since Atlanta is back, fuck it, we're back. They took two years. We'll take we took two years. There it goes. It just right. works. Right. It works. Um, so first off, all these niggas are famous now. Like all of them <laughs> are famous. Somebody which, was saying like you couldn't like you couldn't afford to start Atlanta now because of how famous everybody and it is. I think that's pretty accurate. Um all of them except Lakeith. If if I'm right about this, have been in Marvel films. Uh, that is correct. But, well, well, you know, the night is young for Lakeith to get in one too. So. Marvel esque films, excuse me, Marvel esque, because Daisy Beats was in Deadpool, which is actually Fox. It's not actually Marvel, but now it's owned by Marvel. Yes, Deadpool three is going to be an MCU film. True, but when she was in it, it wasn't owned by Marvel. That it's is true. Owned by that's true. Fuck you, Fox. It's, it's, so it's crazy, but Domino's coming back for show, for show. Oh yeah, like, she is. You heard it? What you heard of these people? Like, like you? It was funny because like when they, when the show started, like we all came in because we knew Donald Glover, right? That's yes. how we got brought in. Yeah. And you had heard? I think I heard of Lakeith. I seen maybe Brian Tyree hearing like something like, but like I had not even done that. Did not know yeah. Brian, but knew Lakeith minor things so like to literally see all of them like everybody become like legit working stars like in like Lakeith head up his own movie like Brian Terry doing a bunch of movies doing Marvel stuff you know Zazzy like put like all to all them become legit like working actors like nobody was like oh I became more famous and I left it was like no we all became we all eaten. Right. It's real nice. They all actually did more film work by far, by a good mile, than Donald did. Donald was doing music yeah. and writing. You know, like, he actually been chilling. He's been chilling with the music, and he's been chilling with the film and TV shit. Well, that's because he's wealthy now. Oh, yeah. He, he rich, rich. <laughs> Dude, like, sometimes you look at it like, that. you look at him and be like, that's what happens when you make it. <laughs> oh, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, look, look, I done done this. I done done this. I done done that. I'm working now for the love. I'm not working for bills. <laughs> like, the, like y'all like to tell each other, Clubhouse folks like to tell each other, you know, I'm a boss. I, I write, I sign checks. Donald Glover actually does sign people's checks. 
Like his oh, name yes. is on the check. He probably got a dollar with his face on it at this point. The, the, the nigga is, is <laughs> he is nigga rich, rich. Okay. So he can actually afford to do episodes like the first episode they returned with and not get in trouble for it by white Donald people. Glover isn't nigga rich. Donald Glover is cracker rich, which is a whole another level. This is true. Dude, I I kept saying like this whole year. Me and my girl was like, we're going to rewatch the first two seasons, right? You know, we knew it was coming back. We're gonna we're gonna rewatch the first two seasons, right? Mm-hmm. Never got around to it. And I think after watching the first two episodes, I was like, I forgot how fucking trippy this damn show is. It is wild. I haven't even confession, I have not watched season two. Uh just because life happened to me and I never got around to it. But yeah, man, this shit is surreal on a whole nother level. Yeah, you missed some yeah, really you know good what? episodes then, sir. You need to go ahead and just just do that. Yeah, you do. Like, oh, no, I know. I yeah. can't figure out what my Hulu password is. That's literally the only thing that's been stopping me. Because like, remember when the first episode of season two had everybody just blown? That whole fucking shootout? Like, everybody was just like, what the fuck is going on? What is happening right now? Uh, I, the is I... I like you can sit there and say so much has happened in this show, and then you realize like this is the beginning of the third season. These aren't long seasons. Like it ain't like he's running like 13, 14, 15 episodes, right? Right. You know I mean? But you like so and the show like maybe goes like maybe 40 minutes at some point at the longest. At the like, longest. But it's it's so dense. <laughs> like it's so like, dense is the exact word. So Atlanta? When, you, like, when you say like surreal, like that's like that's the perfect thing. It's just surreal. It's like it's weird. It's true, but like, what warped world are we living in? Yes, like Atlanta might be the only show where the commercial breaks are warranted because I need time to process the last right. seven <laughs> minutes of shit I just watched on screen that like it's the only time where i appreciate the commercials and then of course they fucked with us by doing a whole episode with their own commercials which allows you to not take a break for yeah, watching right. the show Digga, but the price is on the can but the, the price, price on the is can, on the can though <laughs> but the price on the can though <laughs> <laughs> that shit is gonna forever be classic bro because everybody's been thinking that since childhood the price on the fucking can since bro. childhood but we Yo, never said anything. I'm in anything. Vegas right now, right? Everything in Vegas is fucking expensive. Everything. You name a thing, it costs 40% more here in Las Vegas, right? Except I went into this little store and I seen like a $5 Coke and then I saw a 99 cent Arizona and it said 99 cents and I was like, let's go. <laughs> that like, price is still on the can. Price is a, like, it's such a... Dude, like some, like a lot of people, we we we're in a good age of TV where there's a lot of black creatives out there, like making shows, not like just starring in them, but like creating them, writing them, produce all that stuff, right? And yep. so many of these shows like hit on certain aspects of culture that we all like instantly know. I just don't know how Atlanta does. They hit on aspects of the culture so well but it's they still keep it hella weird right they still keep it hella strange yes. it's still familiar and foreign at at the at the same time so like when you have that like that you know we talk about like the arizona can jump we all have thought that 
everybody, all of us, I have, I have not gone to places. I have not shopped at places because I walk in there and they, and they can say $1.49. I walk out. Like, I'm like, I don't right. trust anything in this establishment at this point. But then to have that, like, with the episode that was in this weird alternate world, it's like, it's just so, it's so, it's so fun. Like, it's such a fun show. You will be tired after you watch it, but it's a fun show to watch. Yeah, like, right. they have, like, they do the trippiness, but I think the way that they're able to get away with it so well is it's all tucked in between and within comedy. But it's not your typical stand-up comedy, right? Like, you could hear someone do the Arizona tea joke, but to visually see it play out in a skit, that is, that just, it, hit, it hits different. So it's yeah. like it's like when you have these random jokes or questions with your boys or whatever, and you say some shit, and everybody like you know, right? Atlanta took those you know, right, conversations and put them in television show, put them in a television show. Yeah. So we're all watching it with the black experience, like nigga, right, right, yeah, <laughs> right. It's, it's, it's no it's words, like, right? It's just that. It's just that. As you say that, like, that's literally how they present it. It's just there. It's literally like you're experiencing it with the character and you all being like, you see that, right? Like, like those experiences that you go, that you can only have in life. You know what I mean? I think in the second episode where, you know, the character walked in that was supposed to be like Black Pete and then like Ern and them just look at each other like, and it, and it felt like I was part of the audience. Like, they're like, nigga, you see that? Nah, all right. Yeah. So, right. all right. So first off, let's. Let's let's get a format situated here for people who aren't familiar with listening to us to review Atlanta one. You can go on YouTube and sh- li- listen to old seasons that we reviewed. Shout out to everyone who found us on YouTube who has been bothering me for two years. Good, get on this we nigga's going, ass, man. I want to keep doing podcasts. Like I get messages from people randomly all the time. Yo, are y'all still doing the Atlanta reviews? Are you going to do the Atlanta review? Are there are there other shows y'all review? It is. I wish, bro, I wish I had I wish we had more time because like we didn't get to close out Insecure. Um there that like Twan said there are other black shows that we had that we didn't get to discuss or talk about. And specifically I would only focus on black shows if we did this. Um this way we have done like Game of Thrones and stuff, but that stuff has ended. And I mean, honestly, I wish we had started. You're not Snowfall. trying to review girls too, Brandon. Are you nigga <laughs> if you don't leave? I I was I, I wish we could have done Snowfall because again FX pumping out black shows is phenomenal because Snowfall is one of yes. the best shows on TV and if you're watching this new season and you saw the last two fucking episodes of fucking Iliad shit like nigga Snowfall is on a whole nother level of having us visit the beginning of the crack era that, that shit is it's just phenomenal it's just a phenomenal show for that to be like the, one of the last things that John Singleton did is just legacy that shit is legacy bro. You know what? Because I, you know, if we do that, I'm down. Because I have never watched no nigga. I've never watched episode. Twan. I've heard great things about it. I just never watched. It. Twan. Same here. I'm, I, I will tell. There, there is shit that happens in Snowfall that is so you on the edge of your seat, like nigga. There's no way any of these black people are gonna survive this, and they do. But when you get to this this season, these niggas went all out this season. The last two episodes was legit in Iliad, a, a crack Iliad, and it was ridiculously <laughs> crazy. Oh shit! It was crazy, bro. Like, oh nigga, where are you? Like, nigga, we are trapped in the streets with our crack and oh. our money, and I don't think we're gonna make it through this journey without Homer's wisdom. It is ridiculous, bro. It's ridiculous, and it's so good. Oh, it's such a good show. It's such a good show, dude. If I wrote a show 
you know, you know, you do movies and they pick out like quotes from the review. Like if I had a show and somebody said whatever my show was, it's the crack Iliad. Like I'm putting that on the on the poster. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, 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 big time. <laughs> it, it just it's oh, going man. in quotation marks right on the front of the poster. That's right. The characters are so. I mean, it's just it's just a good show. We're, we it, like, again, if we have the time, I would love to go back rewatch it with y'all and discuss Snowfall because <laughs> it's I can't believe I watched I watched the first episode of Snowfall when it started. I remember I was like they're doing a black show about. It's called Snowfall, but I don't really know what it's about. Watch the first episode. Seen like the first 10 minutes of somebody getting their ass beat in the front yard. And that was, I was like, oh, okay. And then for some reason, I never came back to it. I just left it alone. My dad was bothering me during the pandemic. Boy, you ain't watching Snowfall. I'm not watching it right now. You ain't watching Snowfall. Man, you need to watch Snowfall. You watching all that other bullshit. You watching, <laughs> you watching Married at First Sight. You watching, you know, people being married overseas. And you ain't watch Snowfall. Boy, you, you messing around. I watched Snowfall. I finished it in a week and a half. I lie to you not. I blew through two seasons in a week and a half. It was that. Like, I couldn't stop watching it. I was like, this is phenomenal. Yeah, this, see now? It's fucking phenomenal, back, bro. Back so, but um, this isn't Snowfall. This is Atlanta. So, um, what we're gonna do is we're gonna start. And we're just gonna do each episode is gonna be its own podcast episode. So, strictly for this episode, we're, we we will be talking about the first episode of season three, three slaps. Three yeah. slaps. We three will, motherfucking slaps. Now, boy. I'm I'm gonna prepare y'all, the the host and the listeners. Typically, Atlanta reviews from us are not awkward but they're not done in the sequential order of the episode because atlanta has a tendency to separate its characters and send them on their own journeys that doesn't happen in the first episode so we can do it sequential but for episode two it is broken up into i believe i broke it up into two parts because uh you know if you watch the episode you know why so um Mm-hmm. That will start then and will probably continue. But depending on how the episodes go, you never know in Atlanta. So we're just going to do the first episode, sequential order, and we're just going to try to discuss. We're going to try to peel back all the layers of one of the biggest onion ass episodes I've ever seen on television. <laughs> I, there's so the, the commentary, the social commentary that went into this episode makes Donald Glover's or Childish Gambino's world star seemed like some shit he was able to write in like 20 minutes in comparison. And if you've heard world star, you know what I'm talking about. Like this episode was meant to really, really make us sit. And if you paid attention and you knew where he was pulling stuff from and not, not, not I don't want to say Donald, cause it was Steven Glover who wrote this episode. If you, yes, if you wrote both of them, the first two. Yeah. You would uh, well, actually, no. The first episode, the second episode, was written by somebody else. Um, Hero directed the first two episodes, though. If if you sat and watched this, and you're involved in social media, and I specifically mean like Twitter, you remember conversations around a lot of this stuff and how it went. And I think Donald Glover is Stephen Glover, excuse me, is able to take those conversations and make us question our stance at that time when we were involved in them from seeing scenarios play out that we might have suggested to be the fix 
for that issue like they shouldn't have did this instead they should have did this well you watch this episode in atlanta and they actually do what you suggested and you see that it is also fucked up and i'm not i hope people picked up on that i hope they didn't just watch it and go man this reminds me of get out because it <laughs> like it is dark like that but it's it's more to it than that nigga is making us question our own conversations here Every time I see somebody says like something like that reminds me of get out. It reminds me of video games where where everybody's like, "Is this game trying to be Souls like? Is it trying to be Breath of the Wilds? Like y'all do know like there's more than one video game <laughs> like that you yes. compare everything to. I understand things are groundbreaking. I get it. I understand some things did it better than that, but it's like to like look at something and boil it all the way down is like these two things seem kind of scary. And had a commentary on black issues. They are right. the same. <laughs> like it's like, no nah, man, that's not it. It's like. Also, I feel like our review is the only place you're gonna get a thorough black review of this show. I read two reviews of the episode, and they literally just told you what happened in the episode. They didn't go into any depth with the conversation involved in literally literally every scene of the episode they just it, the death is the whole thing <laughs> they were like yeah so then the kid went home and cps showed up and he came and took him and his mom was like eat the spaghetti and he didn't so he had to go live with some white women and i'm like what so we're just gonna ignore everything that <laughs> happened so oh god there were so many little things we're not, we're not gonna like, talk about those okay all right this review right, sucks like, Let's jump in so we let No, people. let's let's go. So um the director of the episode was Hero Mor how do you say his last name? Mirai, I believe. Mirai. Because it's like a clothing brand. I feel like that has the same name. Um Might be. But Hero not the first name, just the last. Hero Mirai, uh written by Stephen Glover. And for me, I, I added a new category here so we can make sure we hit these, but themes. And if I miss one, let me know. So add your own. But these were the themes that I picked up on. Um, just the whole conversation uh, surrounding Lake Linear and Rosewood type black establishments that white people just decided to get rid of because we were doing too fucking well. Some black Wall Street type shit. That shit. Like Lake that. Lanier. I found out about that place last year because we were supposed to do a show there. It was like on the water, like a stage on the water. And I remember the guys in the band were like, man, that place is a fucking death trap. I'm not trying to do no damn show on Lake Lanier. And I heard like six people say it and I had never heard of it until then. But apparently that place is real life, extremely dangerous. Yeah. um, That's why you shouldn't um, murder hundreds and hundreds of black people. I I didn't know about that specific lake. I didn't either. But my, my girl always tells me she's like, there's been a thing like she'll see it on Twitter sometimes of people talking about like, if you see like a green space or there's a big ass like man-made lake in around they your probably displaced some black people to make they're it pro- yeah they probably displaced some black people so when i saw that i was sitting there like oh i see where they're going already mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. efficient for black history is what be happening on those lakes so uh you got lake lanier um so there's a documentary called broken heart if you want to get the full story of what happened with the Hart family, I suggest you watch that. It is one hour and 41 minutes and it will make you mad. But it is everything that happened with that situation. Yeah, it's so fucked up, man. Such a, like, ooh, just like multiple states 
mm-hmm. like you know what I mean like people people trying <laughs> and then places people didn't in place you know things disappearing they move into another place like, yeah anybody doing that about it because the women were white that's the those are the documentaries that make me the most upset no one did anything yep. because the women the people yeah were white yeah, um, the sense of the same sense of urgency is not is not there. Wasn't there. Urgency uh, is what like I guess like uh, I don't even know like like reverse. I guess like like reverse to privilege. As the privilege goes up, that goes down. The urgency goes down. To, yes, absolutely. <laughs> so um, Why there's a term for it. Though. But um, and then also child abuse and specifically internet embarrassment the miscon and also the misconception and misrepresentation yes. of troubled black homes which is something i was i was kind of paying a lot of i've been thinking about for a while right how it doesn't matter there's there's certain things about growing up in a black home and despite how much money you have black people have a certain way of wanting things and carrying themselves like, for instance, I don't care how fucking poor you are, your house has a washcloth in it. Okay, I don't... Like, <laughs> it just yes. does. All right? Yep. Black people have been poor forever, and yet when you go in their homes, it is the cleanest shit, it is the nicest shit, typically. It, it, everything is put together, right? There are rules. You don't put your feet here. You don't go in the dining room at all unless we dine in it. We ain't bitch. been allowed to have some shit, oh, so what no. shit we got, we gonna take care of. Exactly. I, man... I ain't there's whole there's whole times I ain't I ain't walking to the dining room till I became an adult. Till an adult, sir. Man, I never sat on the couch in my grandma's house in my grandma's dining room my whole life. Oh, the, or, you you'll be there all the time. Ain't nobody walked in that room. You're like, what is the room for? Like ain't right. none of us in this room ever. This room nobody is in. This room is just for a any reason. That's it. Yeah. Though but those are the things. So um write those down. If you if your guys had any other ones, let me know. Um uh, I was like to when they came one day, I was talking like I thought about like the black discipline and how even to you know things are starting to change, but even to us it can be a little harsh. But it comes from this place of the world will try to kill you. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and I need and I need to you know what I mean like and I got to te- you got to learn from me. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, right now, you know and and. I think I think we as a people are trying to move out of that, but it's one of those things where, like, when we look back, like, I don't, and like I said, this is different from abuse because abuse is different, right? Nobody is like condoning that, but you can look back and you can have a lot of empathy because you like all this stuff came out of fear because, you know, back in the day, white people, you you couldn't be a kid, you couldn't just go and be like just rambunctious and go do something right <laughs> that could get you killed Emmett Till was a literal child it can get you killed so you can't so their parents had to be quick you had to like you know we all know we went to the store stay by me don't go anywhere don't play don't grab you know what I mean right don't, and we you know if it, it can feel oppressive but it's literally like I'm trying to save your life you don't you don't get it yet yeah he's right so all right man um let's see so first off uh Lake Lanier. And I broke, I also, maybe I'm tripping, but I felt like this episode was on some Inception shit. It was a dream within a dream within a dream. Or it was two dreams. And I was like, okay. Absolutely. Interesting. Interesting. Right? 
but we'll discuss this as we get them. So I broke them up into dreams. So dream number one was Lake Lanier. Fishing. Right. Yes. So that was fishing on Lake Lanier and you basically had just this white guy kind of uh, explaining to this, to this black guy who didn't know better uh, what actual whiteness or white <laughs> is. What it isn't really. Right. Which is anything. It is a convenience thing. Yeah. White is white is some shit that you 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 hope to achieve. Like I think a lot of the times we do associate it with with race, but the thing is, but it's just, it's just like that it's a race is the one mechanism to have power. Right, that's pretty much it. And when people decide they don't want a certain group to have that power or get too close to figuring out how to manifest that power, uh, the white swoops in and keeps it white. Again, Irish people were not white for a very long time. And Irish people, complexion-wise, are about the whitest people on earth. They're white. Yeah, I mean... Other than, like, white. Sweden, Irish people got it on lockdown. They, they weren't... They didn't become white until the actual white people needed, you know, needed in, in cities More white needed people. their... Their, their, what? Their, um connections and their and and their gangs basically to be like hey uh you go take control of this thing <laughs> go yeah. go help us do this i mean like like the that's the that's the roots of police and stuff mm-hmm. is was, was was these clubs that were, that were running certain parts of if nothing else to get to to literally get some white candidate like go get me votes because they had a lot of there's a lot of them that get, go get me the votes and then you know you control this and you keep you get to keep people down and stuff like that. It's like, oh, welcome to whiteness. I just always find it interesting how throughout history, white, white power. Well, well, I'm going to I want to associate this from white people, white powers, meaning the powers who have the white at the time or the powers of white at the time. White power has constantly used white people to enforce whatever they need done to keep that white power in yes, a certain station, course. right? Uh, but they never see the beginning. But they never, but those white people that they use never actually achieve white power. <laughs> they it, don't it's, get it. Nope. It's, so, it's that dragon they all chase. It's the it's the greatest like the the because like you know for the people who ain't educated, I'm listening when we talk about the white now, we talking about those way back in the day, those few, those few white men who owned everything. Right. right. There's a, right. There was few. Yeah. Not like today where a few white men don't own everything. Yeah. But those few white men own everything. And, and literally like you had slaves, you had a denture service, you know, they all start looking at each other being like, you know what, man, this is fucked up. And it's more of us <laughs> than them. Why are we doing this? Why are we this? doing this? Right. And, 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 we all grew up in a place where, like, like they literally, like, we like half an hour away from where a rebellion took took place. Yeah, sure is Southampton yeah. County. Shout out to when them. people came together. It was like, <laughs> like you know what, man, you working? I'm working. This field is hot. That nigga in the house. <laughs> Let's go get him. Right, right. And then they brought in like, hey, 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 you white too, though. Come. So you know like, how about this? We look. They came up with middle management. How about you? <laughs> we give you a little bit of power. You 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 wield it over them. 
make sure they stay in line. Huh? And now you're yeah. now you're a big time guy too. Huh? I'm not gonna give you more money, but like, huh? Well, a little, bit, little bit more money. A little bit more money. Little to bit. this barely, barely, but little there bit. are there are well, some people. money because the niggas was getting no money, but they was still getting just a little bit of money. Yeah, it's like then they had a little bit of money and power. Poor white people right now in this world who think they are two steps away from being Elon Musk, bro. Yeah, and it's no, never gonna it's, happen. It's like, there's a zero percent chance. There's no room in the spaceship you, you were, for y'all. You remember when? Uh, we you know when they're trying to like the uh, tax the rich. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Then, mm. then I remember when they acted like, like they were trying to do that, and everybody was arguing, jumping was in like, front of a bullet for like, Jeff Bezos. Like, nigga, you don't get out of my face. They were like, literally, if you don't make like three hundred thousand, it doesn't affect you. <laughs> and you saw people. I looked at some people. I like, we work in the same place. I knew you ain't. Why are you arguing? I like, know for you, a fact. And not even three hundred thousand. It's like <clears throat> six, seven hundred thousand. No, it's some year. crazy. It's some crazy junk that if I get to the point when I'm six and seven, I'm making six and seven hundred thousand a year. I ain't worried about taxes. I'm tell you that right now, <laughs> like because I be look. I've been paying them when I was broke. I could definitely pay them when I got money. Yeah, I paid right. taxes on twenty eight thousand, so I can figure <laughs> you know out. I mean, I, I I paid that junk. Like I was like, I hope I get the five digits. So it's like I think I can do it, then. <laughs> but the people who be fighting it, and I'm be like, you poor too. They be fighting these programs. I'm like you benefit, like you know this, this. You can sign up for this program, right? This this helps you. No, not too. you can sign up for this program, sir. They are already signed up for the program and using <laughs> it's been and benefiting from the program. They are literally the beneficiaries of the program that they are now trying to get like canceled. They are voting against themselves literally voting against themselves and don't understand it until that shit is gone and then they're like wait what happened <laughs> bro oh, you stood a, in line that, for like, it you still don't know what happened you like, don't know so that's the greatest trick ever pulled yeah absolutely so, so just the, like the, the, the dubbing out of white power to keep white power powerful okay that 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 conversation happened but circling that conversation it just made me think about all of the times that white power made sure anytime black pl- black people became affluent to destroy that shit. And we've seen, we've oh, seen yeah. stories like, you know, time um, and time and time again. And, and I used, I still hear ones that I've never heard of, but like, if you heard the six, 1619 project, if you listen to criminal, they did an episode about Wilmington and what happened in North Carolina, what happened there. You know, we, we know about black wall street. Um, yep. Did, what what was the um? The but also other... just regular ass redlining, like the not even like oh, yeah. we just tore a town apart, but just the basic boring. We wrote it in, we wrote the like tax codes and like residency requirements in a way that black people just can't accrue wealth normally. You can't sell this to yeah. to, to black people <laughs> land that was taken uh, away after Reconstruction. Mm-hmm. Um, hell, mortgages now, like they still mm-hmm. find they still come up with articles like. Every like two to three years, being like, Dog. like you can't afford like the mortgage, like the banks ain't approving these things. I'm gonna tell you, what, I'm gonna tell you what's like, worse. Appraisals for black people's houses are like seventy five percent lower than white people 75%. in the same areas and shit. 75%. People gotta take pictures of the black people out of their house to get a fair appraisal. Not even just that. I'll tell you one that I up. found out recently, and this this one is really fucked up. So I I was I can't remember if I read an article. Or it would like I saw it in like a news thing, 
but supposedly because the housing market is a, is a mess right now like the, the buy it is a it is a buyer's market but i would not recommend that you buy right now because everything is overpriced to shit be there thank god because my house has gained literally one hundred and fifty thousand dollars in value over the last year bro they're acting like we're running out of homes like it's, it's, right. it's ridiculous right now. And it's going to the bottom is going to fall out by the end of this year because people are paying way too much yeah. for homes they cannot afford that they could afford two years ago easily. It's insane. But there was a there's a builder. There are builders now are, to, you know, sometimes when you when you're making new developments, it takes you a while to get the homes up. Right. It, it can take it can take over a year for your home to get completed. Well, yeah. in the time frame. The prices on homes have skyrocketed. So there's a fucking clause in builder contracts where that they can cancel them when your house is done and tell you if you would like to get your house. And when I say your house, I mean your house, because if you ever had a house built from scratch by like Ryan's home or anybody else like that, you have to go in and pick all your own customizations. You pick whether you want floor here, carpet here, the color of your cabinets, how you want your, your, your middle area situated, how you want your bedrooms done. If you want there to be a wall between two rooms or not, you pick everything that you pick the, the paint. If they do that, you pick the tile, you pick the backsplash, you pick it all. You even pick you, you even pick like your refrigerator and your appliances and shit like that, dog. Like you pick everything, you form it to the way you want your home to be your first home, your second home, whatever home, your home. They are canceling these contracts after people pay the extra money to get this shit done. After people have put the down payment on it and have been sitting and waiting, living in hotels, living with family members, whatever, to get these homes. They're canceling contracts and telling these people, hey, if you would like the home that we built for you, then you need to give us another twenty thousand, thirty thousand oh, dollars. Pure unadulterated greed, and it's right there. legal. It is legal. Like, that's unbelievable. It's fucking like, legal, bro. Just pure greed. That's what it is. Like it's just pure greed. Because like it's literally like, hey, I sold you this thing, where I'm going to make money off of it, right? Oh, I didn't already overpriced. Loss. Yeah, I'm going to make. I got going to make money off of it, right? Because that's how I set the price. And then later, you know what I mean? Then later it'd be like, oh man, well, that thing became more expensive, so now I'm more price. Like, no, nah, nigga, we we signed this a long time ago. Like, right. We signed like like think about that. Think about you went to the store and you put something on layaway, right? Old back in the day, you put something on layaway, and then it'd be like, Well, the price went up about a hundred dollars, so you owe us a hundred more. And but like, you, nah, man, like we, you're doing layaway. We, I wouldn't even I wouldn't even take it to layaway. I can make it this simple because everybody's in the sneakers now. A lot of company, a lot of sneaker brands will allow you to pre-order shoes. They, that means they have not yet been manufactured or they have not been shipped to the country. But you can go ahead and buy them, and when they get here, they'll ship them to you. Right? You prepay, you pre-order. Imagine if you pre-ordered a pair of fucking Jordans that weren't coming out till 2023. 2023 rolls around, you waiting for your AJ ones, and you get an email from Nike telling you <laughs> that the the shoes you paid two hundred dollars plus tax for are now worth. $400 on StockX. So you have to pay $400 to get these shoes now because that's the fucking worth of them. Dude, make you want to fight somebody. Nigga. Absolutely. Well, you Justifiably. You're going to be fighting them in your Jordans unless you pay the $400 to get them from Nike. You're just going to be fighting in the shoes you had on for two, for a year waiting for your Jordans that you pre-ordered. But essentially, that's what happened. That's what happened. That's what's happening. And that, again, is another form of white power. 
It's not one group. It is just the group with the power that has created rules and boundaries that they can step in and out of. But we can't. We are literally boxed within it. Imprisoned in this structure. That we just get accustomed to. They killed a whole, a whole town of black people and then put a lake there. Let's have some beach parties. Like that is <laughs> right. the culture in this country, bro. It's that crazy. So that conversation happens. And then I don't know what the end was about, but hands came up out the water. My nigga turned into a And the dude out. had a ghost, like no face and like, shit. It was weird, man. The, the, literal, the, literal, the literal ghost of the past came and got that nigga. White power like, ghost? Is that what, like, or his own people? I'm mad confused by that. The hands were black, they but were I couldn't tell if they black. were, like, black, like, the color black, or black, like, people's actual skin. I, I, like, I looked at it as just the, the literal ghost of the past, like, mm. coming up. Like, not, you know, not like, not like something was, like, directed, directed to him because he was black, but just, like, on that lake. I don't know, like, man, because I kind of sure. looked at it like, damn, they, they right. It really do be your own people. (laughs) (laughs) But you know, it's whatever. So that's a moral of the story. It do be your own niggas. Do be your own people, but under white, under the guise of white power. Nigga said that the hands, of course. So um, we find (laughs) out that that's a dream, and it's uh, being had by a kid in the class. His name is Laquarius, right? Laquarius, baby. Fuck this young. I believe I never met nobody over the age of 15 named Aquarius. Like, like I just, every time I hear that name, and maybe because I work with children a lot, but every time I hear that name, like, it's always a 10-year-old. It's 10 to 15. I have no idea what they're naming children these days, other than my kid and Brandon's kid. I don't know what the name of none of these children is. Yeah. I, I got nothing for you, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just certain names yeah. that I just hear. And you would like, never, like, if you went, walked in and you saw, like, a 57-year-old man, and he was like, hey, what's up? I'm Aquarius. You'd be like, really? <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, man. How did that happen? Break it down for me. <laughs> well, Keith was taken, and so was James. <laughs> right. <laughs> and that's all my family uh, could come up with. Um, right. Yeah, so, uh, Aquarius Heart is what I'm calling this dream number two. And this kid wakes up, he's in class, and off jump, I need people to pay attention to the little shit that's happening in these episodes. When he wakes up, he's being filmed by one of the white students as he's sleeping. Sure is. Foreshadowing, foreshadowing, commentary, let's discuss this, right? So hold on to that image. He wakes up to the announcement by his teacher that this school in Atlanta, whatever district it is, has finally decided they are going to legit celebrate black history month and to educate right. the kids with on the, black with history. the atlanta falcons don't forget oh that's right that's right because it's got to be sponsored um <laughs> it's got to be sponsored <laughs> so uh they are going to put more effort into you know bringing black history into the curriculum and at the start of this the way they figured they would kick this off is to take a group of kids to see black panther 2 <laughs> Black, you know, black history via black god. fiction that did not actually happen in real life. Oh my god. I mean, look, black futurism. I'll take it. Sure. Listen, if I'm in school and they're like, yo, you get to go see Black Panther 2, I'm not going to like protest. Of but course. also, that ain't got nothing to do with actual black <laughs> history. That can't be the only thing. That cannot be. Yeah, no. Like, like Ryan Coogler is maybe the first black director to direct a billion dollar movie. So I'll give him that. But yeah. 
Uh, come on, man. Y'all got to do better than that. Really? Open a book, <laughs> please. Kick off. It can't be late. You'd be like, all right, man. So we're going to learn about Mega Everest? Like, we took you to Black Panther? Yeah, right? <laughs> like, didn't y'all Wakanda forever, guys? Now sit down. <laughs> like, damn. kind of want y'all to shut up now about black history went like keep it going so Laquarius in full celebratory (laughs) mode jumps up on his desk and starts to win it classic gift of that one black kid in Tim's dancing in class oh what's what's the name of that school Uh, I don't know you know the name of the school oh it's a specific school I don't know that oh Oh, I did not no, know it's, that it's a specific like like a little it's like a it's like a private or charter school. So anytime <laughs> you see you usually see the like kids dancing in in the in the school is usually from that school. That's hilarious. Really? Um, yeah, it's a real it's a nice school. It's a real nice school. It's not a bad school or anything like that. No, I mean it didn't seem like that one kid in the actual gift was like in trouble for dancing. He was just you know getting yeah, his they, moves they, off. Yeah, they have like you know they be having like assemblies and stuff like that, and they be having gotcha. time. I'm gonna look up this school just to. Just to put it in there, but y'all keep going. Yeah, so uh, Laquarius gets gets sent to his favorite place, detention, um, <laughs> the second home for black students at privileged white schools. Uh, not even privileged ones, just regular ass regular white schools, white schools too. too. Yeah. So he, his mother and his grandfather show up because, of course, the school had to call them down because you know you either calling the police on a black kid or you calling their parents these days. It's pretty much how it is. Right. K through twelve, it's a lot of kindergartners out here getting arrested for not being able to read and write in class. Um, his mother shows up and she has the complete disposition of why the fuck did y'all call me? <laughs> y'all know what mm-hmm. to do with his ass. He acting up, send him to detention. Don't call me though. I got bills to pay. Gotta work. And her father is there. I'm assuming that was her father because he, I assume so as well. Yeah. And I, I again, pay attention to, to exactly how this happens. Cause they, they don't do things in Atlanta by accident. Even shit in the background no. is on purpose. It's there oh. on purpose. It's like Marvel movies. Like if you see some shit, it means something. It means something. So I get hold up real good. I got to school. It is is uh Ron Clark Academy in Atlanta. Oh, okay. They, oh shit. Levels. Okay. Yeah. So um the principal proceed the principal, who's a black woman, proceeds to speak to the black parents about their black child who is being disciplined. And she is cut off. By the white guidance counselor who feels that she has more familiarity with the student and the situation and can better pose and explain to this black mother what is wrong with her child. Mm -hmm. Look, (laughs) I've been waiting for this, man, because you you know this is my field, right? Okay. Oh, yes. This, this, This is my field. This is... I've, I've been in schools. Okay. I've seen this happen. I've seen this happen. I've seen the person not not take the baton, but snatch it. Snatch it. Like, think, think about you run a relay and somebody come out the field. The actual track, like, not, just, not on the track. <laughs> no, oh, come the out field. the stands. <laughs> just come out. Yeah, just come, just come out and be like, Mm-mm, I, I got, got this. this. I know you've been training for it, but I'm going to run it. <laughs> like, she came oh. out. <laughs> oh. She, like, I'm going to assume that that's the principal or the assistant principal who is talking, who happens to be a black woman. Right. So we got, so we got to talk about like just the silence in the black women, but it's this white woman coming there. Like, you know what? Shh, you be quiet. I know what right. needs to happen. And then she talks about literally like putting him in remedial classes. Nothing about his behavior. Nope. Said like, 
I'm struggling in with my grades. Nothing. <laughs> like, I love like, the mother's yeah. response though. I love her response. My oh. son ain't dumb. He an idiot. But right. he dumb. that was incredible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that shit was so black. Oh, it was so black. <laughs> it was so black because you instantly you knew exactly what she meant. You better knew believe exactly it. What you meant. I'm like, look, my mom in different words, my mom had said the same thing. Yes. <laughs> I will tell you like, in a heartbeat. I'll tell you in a heartbeat. Ava is the smartest kid, and she is the cutest thing in the world. But she bad. She bad. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't watch her, you'll find out the hard way what I mean by that. That child stay plotting. All right? She be hugging you and be plotting on her next move to do something bad. Okay? That, like, she too. She got nothing else sounds to do. like lasagna, bro. She ain't got it, nothing else to do with too. Just- it was just the way that she jumped in there was like no tact and just knowing like, like, and I've just seen people and, and some of them are worse than others, but they always believe that they're helping, but they don't see that they're basically jumping in and being like, I know better than you. Right. And never trying to like talk to them. People try to figure out, Hey, let's work together to figure out what's going on. Cause we don't want him to keep going to detention. Right. Or something like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. but like just the way she was like, "Nah, I'm gonna take it upon myself because <laughs> I know what's best for you, right?" And then and it, and it was obvious like she ain't had no relationship with the mom. The school's relationship with mom is tense, right? And 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 the way you know it, it's like when you see white people see stuff like this, like that's why I like the juxtaposition being like, "Where is that now?" Where the episode ends. Where you look at it as, oh no, like the guy, she's totally right. Look how mean the mom is being. And look at that. And the mom is basically being like, no, if he breaks the rules, punish him. Punish him for it. Absolutely. You don't have to call me. Like if he breaks your rules in your classroom, then give him a punishment. (laughs) Like, like, which I, I get. And then, you know, we didn't get to the point where she's like, you out here, she looking like, like you basically cooning for these white folks. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, that's, I, and it's, yeah, oh my God. I need white people to understand, if you're listening to this podcast, if you're watching Atlanta, Atlanta is trying to give y'all some key knowledge to building better relationships with the black people who don't trust you that you didn't realize didn't trust you. Um, <laughs> that kid that you're being genuinely nice to that keeps coming back to your office the reason they keep coming back to your office and they continue to act a fool, despite how many times you've sat them down and had a conversation, the reason they keep coming back is they don't respect your ass. That, that period. There was people, there are people, you know, you can get away with that's pushovers and they soft. I don't care how much they trying to get, trying to guide your ass to counsel you. You ain't listening to them because you don't respect them. They nice, but you don't respect them. So y'all need to work on that. Like, that's why we need to discipline some of these kids. I ain't saying corporal punishment. I'm saying they need to be disciplined. They need to be, they need, they need a stern talking to, they need a fucking reality check about the I consequences. Have, okay. I, I have discipline. I have been with the kids that I work with. I have been with them. I have enacted punishments. And I've always, I, I used to always be like, when I'm in school, I'm like, and it, it's hard sometimes. Sometimes these kids get on my damn nerves. But most of the time, I was like, I tried, like, if I'm giving you a punishment, 
like I'm trying to keep myself as calm as much. Like I'm not even trying to give you a lot of energy when I give you that because I already know what's happening. Right. There's no yep. negotiation. Right. I give you all the praise in the world when you do something right. But I can sit there and I can sit there. Man, I, I was talking with my kids. I've sat there and we had heart to hearts. And I'd be like, you, what's going on? Why are you doing it? You know you shouldn't be doing that. And they'd be like, yeah, I get it. I get it. And I was like, all right, man, I'm glad we had this good talk. And you know you ain't going to recess for next week. <laughs> so right, <laughs> come on in here and sit down and get some work done. You know what I mean? Like it, it ain't we. The, the punishment is still there. I I care about you, but you not that talk did not circumvent oh, that. I'm I'm actually in the middle of teaching this lesson to my own beloved daughter right now because she is very smart and has learned. Uh, all the lessons we were teaching her about having good manners and, you know, asking for things the right way. And all of that is wonderful. I really love it. She's taken to it really quickly. But also, I'm, we are now reaching the point where she will say, like, can she please do the thing that she wants? And then sometimes the answer is no. And she's like, but, Daddy, I said please. And I'm like, I know that. But... Sometimes, even when you say please, we don't get the thing that we were trying to get. And she doesn't like it, but that's what it is. Sometimes when she asks for things, like if she has to do something past her bedtime, the answer is no. And we just got to put our foot down. There's no budging on it, even if it makes us sad. And we just got to gotta move <laughs> on from there. But it, I, feel it, I never had, sad had to teach that lesson before, but now I am. It's, it's really interesting. Yeah. Um, so the mother is like, I ain't got time for this. I'm on my lunch break. And she snatches Laquarius up and she walks out of the office and she makes sure to remind them, don't call her ass down there again. And she yeah. gets in the hallway and I call this scene because I remember, I remember this, uh, uh, video on the internet as well. I remember this meme. She gets into the oh, hallway and oh. basically I call I this, that video. yeah, I call this the, uh, whip it whipping. <laughs> because she oh, instead, instead of actually it. whipping her child or beating him, he wanted dance. She made him dance. So now you gonna dance, dance, nigga. And this was the one of y'all remember the little black boy was in his kitchen in his home and he was crying tears and I was like, nah, you want to nay nay, you want to whip it, hit it. You better hit it. And she had his ass dancing for like three three hours or some shit. Oh, like don't look, people. <laughs> don't put that stuff on the internet. <laughs> don't do it. But also, every black parent. <laughs> I know y'all have had it. If you have done something, oh, 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 that's what you want to do. All right. <laughs> like, right. Do it. I, done, I got in trouble so much for talking in class that I'm on the ride home. Oh, oh, you want to be quiet now? Oh, now you want to be quiet. Class, you, got, you got everything to say. Oh, let me hear what you got to talk about. Tell me something. Tell me a story. I'll be sitting there like, she said, oh, she said, like, I, you be mad, you be sad, you don't know what to do. Do I follow directions? Do I tell right. a story? But if I tell the story, I'm gonna get a mad because I did. But if I don't yep. tell the story, I'm still gonna get a mad. Like what? I'm I'm stuck. I don't know what to do. <laughs> Dancing is not fun. When the you're correct being answer is there is no correct answer. It's too late. You done already fucked up. Yeah, uh, oh. little homies is is he's not hitting it like he was in class. So his mom nah, is not never be hitting it with the same energy. <laughs> his mom is not impressed. She's like, "This is what they call me down here for? You ain't even hitting it right. You better hit it. Right. I say hit it. <laughs> oh. Now do the worm." <laughs> 
And the she guidance turned, counselor. She turned to Lori Ann Gibson right there. Just, now the guidance <laughs> counselor comes running out and the guidance counselor points at each, when the mother asked him to hit the worm. Now do the worm. The guidance counselor said, no, 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 you don't need to do that. And I'm telling y'all, black kids, if you're listening to this podcast, you're still in school. Your black mama tells you to do something and a white person comes out of the shadows and says, no, you don't have to do that. Do not stop and look up at them and go, oh, Dude. okay, and stop. Because he actually did stop doing the worm. And that, I was like, what that just look, happened? Ooh, that look that she gave? Yes, sir. Oh, my God. That look, like, I, I don't That's know. That's some face that. acting right there, boy. I tell yeah. you what. I want to ask, I want to ask white people, I like, I don't know if y'all got white mama looks. Like, I feel like every, <laughs> I feel like thing? every brown culture. I feel like all the ethnic white people do. Oh, yeah. Like, if like you every- white, but like your mama is from Poland, like from Poland, you got a like a white mama like, look for sure. Every because every brown person I know, uh, a person of color is sitting here, they got a look. You oh know, yeah, might, absolutely. Look, some culture you might get a slipper thrown at you, but <laughs> there's certain things, that <laughs> right? The chocolate that come through. <laughs> it's just a look, and that look can straight. That look is straight fear. It don't have to be your mama. You don't no, have to be. A it's child. just a mama give you that I've look. Seen like mama's, oh shit. I've been in the school with kids and mamas make that look and I I tense up. I'm like, hold on, I'm older than you. Hold up. Right. <laughs> it's like, what? But it's just that mama look, like, just like, mm-mm, everything stop. It says so much just in the eyes. Like, I was like, that actually, she got children. Mm-hmm. You don't, you don't, like, right. you earn that. <laughs> you gotta inherit you know, you that look. You don't just get it. Yeah, you don't just act and learn that. No, you, you, you became a mom. <laughs> That's yeah. the only way you get that. So, um, they stop and the mother, you know, looks at her like don't get popped on my lunch break <laughs> and she she tells the boy these white people like says it in front of this white woman loud as day like she didn't even need a bullhorn for this you keep acting like an idiot and these white people gonna kill you they gonna kill you yes and she tells him to go to class and stop acting like an idiot <laughs> right and the white teacher as they're walking back to class go or the counselor tells Laquarius, i'm going to get you out of there and it's like, oh, dog. Oh, I was boy. like, oh my god, here the oh, fuck we boy. go. So we hold cut. Up, hold up, don't good. don't forget, don't forget the actual three slaps. Oh my, oh, you thank you, my. Oh, nigga. that's a good point. Thank you, my nigga. So after after Laquarius stops doing the worm, and the guidance counselor says what she says, Laquarius is like, I didn't so and so, and the grandfather finally he finally comes to life. I don't know if his battery just kicked in. He steps in <laughs> and he slaps him with the most delicate. Dog, Cheek so taps. tepid. He's psh, right. Psh, psh. What's wrong with you? That wasn't for pain. That was for emphasis. That's was, all that was. <laughs> nigga, that's the weirdest shit. Ever. I'm sorry if you if somebody walks up to you and they slap you like that, you gonna pay attention to what they gotta say after that. Hundred percent. Because because it's, it's weird. It's awkward. You're caught it off guard. Weird. Yeah. There's no pain. It's so but light, you still it makes hurt. it more serious somehow. Could you like? You, could you like? You did know, he t- did he slap speak, me? Hey, so real lightly? quick, real quick. Yeah. Did y'all have y'all watched Bust Down on Peacock? No, not no. Oh shit! First of all, do it. It's fantastic. But second of all, there is an episode. The last, I think, the last episode of the season that involves somebody getting slapped in a not delicate way. Holy shit! It is incredible. Well, I mean, I need y'all to watch that. But um, and also, it kind of makes you think: Are they slapping me this lightly because they know I'm soft? Now I feel even more hurt. It it reminded me of um any mafia movie. Like that, yeah, that mafia slap. Like, when they slap you, or like when they grab your face, 
it's like you, you know I me mean? like every time like every time the person was like betrayed by somebody close to them you remember like remember, like your godfather like fredo you broke my heart like that's like, like it was right like, it just got your attention but it didn't hurt you it wasn't but you know what i mean but there was so much behind it there's but, so much sternness behind but it. but here's the thing yeah but here's the thing this is also a meme and somebody posted it on Twitter. Yep, sure is. Nigga, I did not know that. Nigga, it is a video yep. of a kid the in the hallway. He's basically wearing the exact same outfit as the granddad in the video. Too. Essentially, he is. He's in a hallway up against the ladder or against the locker. The and then the dude slapped him three times the exact same way. His mother is saying something to him. And I don't know if he like flexed on his mother or he tried to argue back with her. She steps back away from the kid. The grandfather steps in and is. What's wrong with you? <laughs> oh, they, this show, they are so in tune with with everything that goes on in black, like like just, you know, specifically just this part of black culture, that internet black culture, right? Atlanta has always been in tune with that. Yep. So, like, man, after the show, man, send me that meme because I didn't, I didn't. Oh yeah, I got a favorite on my Twitter. But it, 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 you, get, you start the discussion right here, right? We talk about what is child abuse. Is embarrassment child abuse? Is physical, you know, is corporal punishment or a, a physical action child abuse, right? The three slaps to having him dance. This white guidance counselor sees that and she sees child abuse. She sees the aggressive nature of the mother and she sees child abuse. In her mind, she is already constructed where this child lives what type of home he's in how he's surviving there how he needs help and if you've been watching documentaries there have been a lot of documentaries about or there has there have been a few documentaries about teachers who look at children and are like they need help or do they need help and i always find it interesting when help is is applied to the situation and when help isn't and just in case you don't know Typically, when the child actually is being fucking abused and needs help, there is no help. It, so it's it's one of those things where it's like, you know, like I said, I'm I'm a mandated reporter, so I like you know I see something by law I got to. Yep. But even then, there is leeway, like because. I mean, we're human. There's nuance to the to the situation. Yeah, right? always. Yep. So when you see people come into these things and already have these preconceived notions about what the home life is, what is happening, what is going on, right? Then they see all of this stuff just becomes like more evidence for this view that they have. But they're not sitting there to be like, is this view real? Right? Should I take the time to actually talk to this person to see what's happening? Right? Because if I'm sitting there watching, cause like I love how they made it so like she didn't come around the corner. She got to watch the entire thing. Right. Like so. Listen, if I put, if I put myself in there, in that situation, and I see that, like my first inkling is I'm going to go, and probably set up something to try to talk with them again. All right. I'm not going to call. Because nothing in there says immediate danger. Because again, it was it wasn't like like those little two tap tap, like you know what I mean. Like like we said, that emphasis, that just almost like that. Listen to me, look at me, like 
Stop doing that. Right. You know what I mean? He hauled over, yeah. like, like, he all over slapped that dude, the, the kid, the ground or something like that. Then I got to step back. I'm like, dude, you can't do that. No, you knew you can't do that. But, like, and I think that's the nuance that's, is that, that little bit of benefit of doubt or that let me understand where it's coming from, but not being like, I already know. I'm, I'm putting in my head, I know where this kid is. I know the situation that this kid is in. And then I see that. I see, yep, yep, yep. That's the, it's like a conspiracy theory. It's like, yep, mm-hmm, that one little thing I saw just just validates all these things I believe about this kid. White people have been and, doing that for centuries, though. So, of I course, mean, this is new. Um, we we she tells Aquarius she's gonna she's gonna get him out of there, whatever wherever there is, where she thinks there is, or what there is like. So. Aquarius is at home. He's you know doing what he does. He doesn't seem to have gotten a whipping or anything. He seems to be fine. He's eating some spaghetti. He wanted some other food, but his mom like better eat that spaghetti in the fridge because it's in there. Better not be on. Right, he's supposed <laughs> to be doing homework. And he turned it right back off. Uh, but I want everyone to take note of the house, like the condition of the house. The fridge has food in it. The house is clean. They have cable. Yep. Does the box overheat? Maybe because he keeps moving ice from one side to the other one. That one kind of caught me. I did. I didn't understand the ice pack on the cable box. I just thought he was doing what all black people do is at some point in your life you have bootleg cable somewhere else. Yup. Is I mean, but the box is clearly getting hot or something, and right that's why he's got. I mean, because you can ice on got it. Eighteen wires in the back. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's what I assume. So the only the, the, the most unsafe thing about this house is maybe they need more a better surge protector. I don't know, but Aquarius <laughs> is pretty much chilling, and there's a knock at the door. His mother answers the door in her, it's my day off attire, or I'm off work attire, whichever one suits. And it is CPS. I hope this was the same day, because what that means is they weren't home a good amount of time before the white call to CPS and its urgency allowed this uh, agent CPS oh, sure. to show up. Right. In any other situation, it would have been days before they contacted them. But because a white woman made the call, it is, is expedited. And Dude, CPS is I, at the I door. Seen C- CPS did not roll out. The person who's called CPS moved out. Unless that kid is in the imminent of dangers. <laughs> it's like, they ain't rolling out that day. Yeah, uh, well. Um, then, and then even then, they're going to be like, why are you calling us? Call the police. Like, I, huh, um, huh. So the mother's like, you know what? Which I don't think CPS hears this very often. I don't know if CPS hears this very often. I don't know if they hear right, this very often. Take them, man. She's like, take them. She's like, well, first she was like, which every black, every black, we've, we've seen black parents threaten you. If you call the police on me, you better hope they get here before I get finished with you. Oh, like, sure, sure, sure. Then you're going to need Or the like, they can have your ass. Like, like it's, it's one of those, that's the two threats if you try to say you're going to call somebody. It's like, go with them then. So she's like, you called you called the police on me. He's like, he ain't called nobody. He didn't. It was the white teacher that did. But he probably should have told his mama what that white woman said at all. So he sure should have kind of at fault too. Laquarius, sorry, bro. Uh, Guilt by omission. Yeah. So um, (laughs) so the mother's like, you know what? I'm not even. I'm done arguing with you, white people today. And I know this is an Asian woman, but sometimes black people just we just you know by association sometimes we just tired of dealing with white I, people we do that i love too man how the woman like she was like oh but but we 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 just like the, the woman was like i ain't trying to come in like i ain't want like she was, I'm like, not oh, trying to take him. she was like literally like look she was like look like girl i gotta do my job <laughs> like right. told me, go here. i'm I trying mean, to look around so he ain't dying. so to an extent but 
But I understand, like, the mother's point perspective on this, right? There is a woman at her door with a fucking clipboard talking about she's there because she's been abusing her son, who she knows is an idiot. And <laughs> she, she looks out behind this woman, and there are two not black, not of color. There are two white police officers. And they look like they might be there to collect. So look, I get I get the fear. Look, I ain't gonna lie. It's, it's like, not even I, just I the fear, it. but it's like the insult, right? Like <laughs> I'm like nobody's helping me raise this kid. My kid's an idiot, and nobody's helping me raise him. And he's clothed, he's bathed, he's well fed. Niggas just in there eating spaghetti, watching television. I know I heard the TV on, right? And here y'all come <laughs> to 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 do a, a, a an evaluation in my home. You're gonna knit, and you know when they do an evaluation in a black home, they're gonna be like. How old is that carpet? It's a clean carpet. It still has fresh vacuum marks on it. But they're going to be like, I don't know. Carpet looks kind of old. Maybe abuse. So she's like, fuck it. Just take them then. I don't even feel like dealing with this shit today. I don't feel like dealing with it. I'm in my shower cap. I don't care. Like, I got my satin bonnet on. Leave me alone. So yeah, it's, like, it's like that it's that notion that, especially in these situations, that like, I, I have to prove to you I'm a good parent. Right. Not the yes. fact that he got clothes on his back. Not the fact that he come in welfare. Not the fact that he on school. He, he go to school on time. Not the fact that he ain't never complained. Ain't never had no marks, no bruises, nothing like that. Like you know I mean, like none of this stuff. Is right. But I still have to prove to you, white people, that I'm a that I'm a good mother. Guilty until proven parent. innocent. That I'm a good black parent. So fuck it, y'all can since y'all think y'all can do better by him than I can, y'all can have him. And she goes, she collects, here's all this stuff I bought. She even announced, here's all the stuff I bought for you. I'm going to give you to take with you, too. I'm not even going to keep it from you. You can take some of this shit I bought for you, whatever you can fit in the bag. And he don't want to go, but she like, no, you got to go. Lessons need to be learned. You got to go. You hit a granddaddy? Nigga, get that boy out of here before I I kill him. And then y'all really have a reason to come. Which that came out oh. of nowhere because he wasn't even doing anything oh, to the granddad. I didn't, even the, I didn't even see the granddad in the scene. <laughs> she just nope. He just like, popped up. Y'all get that boy out of here before I kill him and then y'all really have a reason to be here. <laughs> oh, what was that he, made me laugh What so was hard. he so like, mad about? Like, <laughs> what, the, what, the, what has Laquarius what, been what, doing, bro? Grandpa? Like, <laughs> what has Laquarius been doing? Oh, um, so they take Laquarius and again, I, 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 I want to juxtapose what I think the, the type of evaluation that they would have done in this black home with the not at all evaluation they do when they drop Laquarius off of these white women's houses. She doesn't Man. even go inside. She puts him on the porch and they knock on the door. The white woman answers the door and she's like, cool, here's another one. Peace and bounces. There are no cops. There's no check of the premises. She didn't even check up on the other kids that she been dropping off here. And yeah. The Aquarius walks into a kombucha farm. Uh, he said, why is it stinking here? Soon as I heard her airy ass voice. Oh, God. Oh, dog. Listen. You, you, you knew. Like, like yep. you, you just knew. Absolutely. Like, Soon as you heard that airy ass voice, yep. Oh, oh, and they were so man. 
these scenes with these white people just the dinner <clears throat> scenes and all that stuff, there were so many. So many white jokes. Like so many. Nigga. Oh, I mean non stop. They really was laying it on. Everywhere. <sighs> oh. Like, I mean, honestly, come on. Like she she walk in, she's like, she has this airy ass voice and she making kombucha. Like we already know. Like everybody already right. knows. It stinks. You know what like, type of person we're dealing with. Uh like um, I think I think for, for black people there's like there's 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 usually like when we if because I, I I told a friend of mine who's white, I said when we say white people, we're not that's what we mean. All no white people. But we are always right. talking about this type of white person. But if I but like she was like, how do you I said if I said for me, I said there's there's three white women. <laughs> there is the Karen, right? That's been popularized mm-hmm. of late. Yep. Right? But the one, the older woman, middle age, gonna 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 rat on everybody, right? For something. Yes. Right. Then you have what I call the basic white woman, which is every person, I see, every white woman I see at Starbucks. Yeah. In Nashville, she's, in general, she's yes. She yeah. don't wear it UGG. She got a scarf. <laughs> she got a beanie on. Like, Yoga pants are probably involved. It's the summer too, but like that's my basic. Like, just you know, she's yep. gonna complain about. She's gonna send the meal back like that. Wait, so then, so yeah. I was about to say because you're leaving out the hippie-ish We are the world. Well, I am see, everyone, that, but you should complain. That's the third one. Okay, that's okay, the third right. lady. okay. Yeah, that's, that's definitely the third. The third one. Lady. That's the one that's represented. She yeah. talks all airy. Like that's the one that she raised the kombucha. Everything's organic. You know what I mean? Like, like yep. she she knows racism because she's been hurt before like (laughs) (laughs) you know what i mean like yes i I was once called ugly so (laughs) i i just i know i know what you're going through i (laughs) i understand i understand life is hard for everyone also that woman will be the first one to call you like nigga unerotically like you know like 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 you know what I mean? Like, like you would think it'd be the you think it'd be like the Karen one. That's the one. Like, she could call you nigga. She gonna use it the right way though. But that's the one. Was like, right. I just can't believe it. Like, you know, like I was sitting there and and my friend was like, this nigga here, and I just stopped because I. You be like, <laughs> did you tell her the story? It's like the whole thing that happened to Tammy on Real World. <laughs> that way, when it's going there, just be like. Like you kiss and you say don't that use word, that word she's either. Like her by saying the word like eight more times, like you can't say it either. That is <laughs> still the best train wreck of a wish my black ass was not here seen in tel- in reality TV because nobody got it right. Nobody oh. got it right. It was the only all people, bad. The only people that got it right were like the one or two white people who didn't talk. Exactly. <laughs> they, the only, they got the only right. got it right. Everybody else got it white. Even David. <laughs> so it, it was it was it was bad. Um, yeah, man. But they, they go in this house and it stinks because they're white people making kombucha and trying to grow their own garden in their kitchen. And the house is in shit, just in fucking shambles. Um, the all of the kids. Are the, so this is not a small house. This is a two level house, which looks like it yes. might have four rooms. There are four kids in one room. They have taken yep. four beds and crammed them into one room. No, it, it, like, like a cell, old, honestly. Like one of them old farmhouses too. Like just got you know you know it got space, right? It, it got kombucha oh in the rest of the room though. So. Right. So it looks like they just either either they just moved here or these two lazy ass white women ain't doing shit. And, and the latter, <laughs> actually, both. It's both. 
kids looking real homely. The hair hurt. Dwan, the hair is hurt. <laughs> girl did see my hair. That poor girl. Oh, that poor girl. She did see my hair. <laughs> <laughs> it's like my hair hurt. Said my oh, hair. He said they go and I both out laughing at the same time. He like, said they go kill us. He said they go kill us. He said nigga we know. And nigga we know. My hair hurt. <laughs> so, sweet release. <laughs> like I was right. like, oh, that was the one that sent me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> like, I should be. He was like, like it, that would be better than this. Get me out of here. <laughs> how you make? How you make that scene funny? Like how you make? <laughs> That seems funny. <laughs> that should be so fucking dark. And I was over here no. getting stitches. It's <laughs> such a... Like, oh, man. And, and, like, at that point, we didn't know what the end was going to be like. So like you said, it no. should be dark as shit. And they should... yeah, I was like, yo, they are they are is this a comedy anymore? What oh are we doing? Like, I, I heard the kids' voices. They didn't speak the whole episode, but I swear nope. I heard their voices. That shit was funny. <laughs> the, faces, the faces that those kids made when shit would happen, when she slammed that phone, when she got up yep. on the table, when she came back in the house, when that boy asked about that fucking washcloth. Dog. Dog. <laughs> okay, like he's new here. Bruh. <laughs> oh my oh. god. And the social worker asked for a damn washcloth. <laughs> nigga, nigga, that little girl with the, who had her hair pulled back, they, they need yeah. to give her a fucking Oscar. For acting Man. because her facial expressions oh. for everything scream terror. Like all of it. Yes. Just, if a penny fell hit the floor, she looked terrified that it would result in an explosion of Jill or whatever the other white woman's name was. That was the actual yeah. leader, and in real life uh, the, was the, the one who who drove them off that fucking cliff and killed everyone. Oh, not not my bad. It was the dumb woman who drove them off the cliff, and the other one the dumb woman who drove them off. The other one killed the and got worker. drunk. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, I'm, I'm I'm talking about the real heart woman she got oh, in real life okay. she got drunk where well, they both got drunk but also they drugged the kids and the weaker white woman had a bit of the drug in her system as well and it was just benadryl apparently it was benadryl yeah, yeah. People get knocked out on benadryl and they drove not, 70 miles an hour off a of fucking ravine <laughs> we gonna right. we gonna put, we gonna put it out here for y'all we are don't take benadryl <laughs> sir we are laughing at this scene not just abuse in general. Just <laughs> laughing at like, my well, actual, of course not. Yeah, definitely like, not laughing at actual abuse. Some new people who gonna watch this. Listen, but I am. I'm laughing scene. at. I'm laughing at specifically my hair. That scene is so fucking funny <laughs> because it's, it's, I think it's, it's, only black people can understand my hair. Hurts. <laughs> it's, it's the piece so of funny. comedy. It's the piece it's of black comedy. comedy, and I mean that on like a du- double entendre level. To, to black comedy, and dark comedy, yeah. And dark comedy, like intersect in this show in such an, a powerful way, it's unbelievable. No, and and then it like black people have had to make gallows humor funny forever because of obvious reasons. No. And I contend that we're better at it than anybody else. No, those mm-hmm. subtitles screamed at me. I didn't read them; I heard them. Yes, yes, I heard them Absolutely. easily. I heard those. Subtitles. I heard the subtitles <laughs> for a scene with no dialogue. I heard all the inflections, like yes. like. Like that conversation, that conversation in the van was the realest conversation. And since mom was like, like dance, <laughs> keep whipping it. Like it, get that it boy out of so, here. Five killer, but then y'all have y'all really have a reason to be. <laughs> that was dude. 
So um they, they they she shows Larry to his room and he looking in his room like, well at home I got my own fucking room, but I'm sharing this room with three other lost children. Oh 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 don't need to skip the fact that she's stud now just calling that nigga Larry. No, no, and she not called him Larry because she couldn't pronounce Laquarius or Laquarius. Laquarius. Didn't even <laughs> did and you know what? I feel like that that's a scene that, that I think reaches out to all to to, to all the people of color. Cause oh, where people don't want to try to actually learn how to speak your fucking real oh, name, nigga. dude. Yes, anybody from Africa, absolutely, uh, any in the entire Asian continent. I mean, I uh, specifically can't say Timothy Chawatella's voice. Don't care how many Dune films he's in. I'll never be able to pronounce that kid's last name right. People, what's that woman named? Uh, Cersei, like that. Uh, uh, she like she like Irish or English, uh, something like that. But like, uh, she got, she got one of those like those Gaelic Celtic names. What is her damn name? I don't know. But it's like it's her name. I think it's pronounced Cersei, but it's spelt with like oh, Cersei Ronan. You talking about you talking about Cersei Ronan? Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. Like her, like when you see that name and you see like oh nigga, her name is oh yeah, anything in traditional Irish. You look at it and you're like, no, I'm gonna be dead. I mean, but they will pronounce the hell out that name oh no they've definitely i I will i will give i'm not trying to defend white people here i will give credit that poor white child has had to say her name for white men on late night television every time she's appeared on screen they can never say her fucking name right because there's no fucking s in it i mean h in it anywhere to be found but that's how you pronounce it dude i look (laughs) if i got a person if i'm a late night person like if i if i have to like say your name in any form respect like first again i'm just gonna say your name because that's your name and then whatever 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 i need to say your name like if i need to have it written down with the actual phonetic breakdown yes <laughs> oh yeah do that I, do the work that's what a teleprompter is for and, and then i'm gonna practice it you know what i mean like i'm gonna practice Cheers. it the key like, right there is the practice so it's like when you see people who just be like well i'm gonna call you something else like no nah, that's my damn name right no right. you're not gonna call me something else you know what I mean? I and then pronounce but, that, look, so I just call you Larry. Lose their mind when somebody calls them. Like we know when, when, when white people doing all that stuff, and we and people call them Karens or you know. Oh yeah, exactly. Got Karen and stuff like that. And they were just losing their shit, <laughs> like losing their shit the entire time. My name is Gail, not Gail. Huh? <laughs> I knew you watched. Uh, you watched Peacemaker, right? I haven't watched it. No, I haven't either. Actually. There's one scene, this ain't giving nothing away, but there's one scene where the one the uh actress, she's a cop, she's she's um she's Asian and the 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 dude keeps making um like basic racist stuff at her. And yeah. there's one time like like mingling, something like that, like that. And she was like, Oh, because I'm Asian, that's my name. So then for the rest of that scene, she just called him any white name she felt like. <laughs> she was like, look at here, chat. Like, she just did that. Trevor, like, right, right. That's I amazing. Like, I, it made me so happy. Hey, Tucker, <laughs> come here. Let me tell you something. <laughs> it made me so happy in that moment. I was like, good job. <laughs> good job. Oh, no. <laughs> you white, you been Affleck. <laughs> um, it's so... so yeah, uh, the whole uh, we don't we don't use it's fine. He's new here. We don't use washcloths. We use we just use your hands. Just use your hands, even to oh, clean yeah. my butt. 
Dog. Only kids ask that. Oh. Even to clean my oh, butt? <laughs> like, yo. Hey, hey, man. How old were all of us when we found out people really did just use that? Oh, boy. Um, I, I mean, bro, watching television, I never saw white people use a washcloth in the shower. Even in those, like, even in commercials, they... They just they had a lot of soap suds on their hands. <laughs> they just rubbed them all over themselves. It was very orgasmic. So I, the wild part is like I married into a family of people that also use washcloths and are white. So I never really experienced it in like a real life sense. But I, you know, true seeing the discourse on the internet where people are like, yeah, I don't use a washcloth. What I'm like, nigga, to exfoliate. What are you talking about? I I saw that. And I remember it wasn't, again, it wasn't until I was an adult. And yeah. I, don't think, I don't think I've, you know, I, I'm trying to think if I actually met somebody who's done that. And I remember asking them, because, like, I worked in a department store. If you work in any type of department store, there's a whole, there's a whole, whole section, section for, like, towels, beddings, and stuff. You know what I mean? Expensive, too. So I'd be it's like. part of the set. Bro, they're yeah. expensive so as I always say, like, not cheap. And I, I just do math. I'm like. We as black people only like thirteen percent of the population. Yep. We keeping the washcloth market afloat. <laughs> you know what I mean? We can't be, man. It's it's stocked in every damn store. We can't be the right. only ones. Like it just this whole this thing wouldn't work. <laughs> this market wouldn't be here. I mean, maybe right? they use it for it other would, things like dishes and countertops. I don't no, know. It would it would be like how the black hair care section used to be in Walmart, right? A aisle in the back, <laughs> one end cap. <laughs> Old dusty ass <laughs> washcloth, like just yeah. You, you, get, look, you get your blue magic, your 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 comb, your, your do rag, and your washcloth. Just like, for me, and that's yeah, right. <laughs> just all in that one spot. So I was like, so what I found out, I was like, so y'all just so when y'all buy the towel, y'all just avoid the set. Y'all just don't go beside it. Like don't get they, they literally got towels, hand towels, and then washcloths. Like well, nobody, they have washcloths in every hotel room in the they world. They really do, bro. So they when really I see people do. be like, I don't use a I'm like, but why? Like, hold up, though. Hold like, up, though. You have to work hard to avoid the washcloth. I think we just hit on something because uh, even though, like Mike is saying, they have washcloths and towels in every hotel room or in every hotel when you go there, right? They never have enough. Yeah. They're never matched. You'll have like three towels and two washcloths. You'll have two <laughs> towels and four washcloths. Like, They're washcloth. never matched. Now, maybe this is just black people, but I want you to think of a time where you went and stayed in a hotel and you did not have to at some point ask or go rob the 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 housekeeper stand for towels and washcloths. <laughs> like, yo, let me get some of that. And I ain't talking about you niggas that was taking the fucking face towels so you could tuck them in your shorts as you walked around outside looking like nigga tourists. No, I'm talking about you actually needed washcloths for your face and your body. Okay, Dude, and man, more towels. They take it. Oh, we take the Let medium me. towels, nigga. I will take a medium towel in a heartbeat. Dude, I would look. I can't get through a summer without a hand towel. Bro, black people take medium towels from hotels like you never know where you're going to have to jump in a five-on-five basketball game. Like, it just <laughs> might happen. <laughs> that is part of the essential black summer uniform, though. <laughs> That's it. Dude, the towel, got, the towel either got to be over your shoulder Around yeah, your like neck. hanging out your back pocket. No, it's hang. Oh, it's yeah. around your neck. Like it's like a collar. Go around your neck. Like a collar. And you know what I mean? And it's funny. You can tell what the black person is doing by where the towel's at. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, because yep. like quintessential, if you had a black cookout, whoever's cooking got a towel over the shoulder. 
Yo, nigga. Yo, yo, yo. Some cultures they have handkerchiefs. Niggas like t- like niggas like face towels. You know, that's, that's like you either there's two things. If a person got a towel on his shoulder, he is either Cooking? frying chicken yes. or fixing a carburetor. Nigga, to the yes, <laughs> nigga. That's, you that's wipe your know. hands when they get messy. There it is, that's boom, boom, boom. Only, that's the only two things that they have to. And then, like, if it's out your back pocket, then the towel now is like an accessory. That's like a fashion statement. Yeah, exactly. I that's mean, I'm gonna keep it. I'm gonna keep it hundred. You know what I, mean? I went into the auto store one time. Like this is when I first discovered microfiber cloths, and I did not know what they were. I was like, what, what is that thing? What does it do? They're like, well, you use it to clean your car. No, you use a towel to clean your car. (laughs) What is this shit with these little fibers on it? And when you pick it up, it's kind of scratchy. What is this? I'm not rubbing that on. I'm not about to scratch my paint with this. Give me a white towel. I need a linen towel that feels soft. Of course, now I'm educated. A microfiber cloth is like the best fucking thing invented since like white vinegar. So, they really are. They yeah, really I mean, are. You know. But you know, look, we all had that first thing because you feel it and it feels like, oh, I don't like it. It feels like scratchies. <laughs> Feeling good scratchers. The, the smoothest of, of, of goes. But yeah, man, like, so the, the towel, all towels are just, just they, they're steady. We're supposed to be talking about and Atlanta. Atlanta. We're talking about fucking face towels in hotels. Um, <laughs> <laughs> because Larry was like, how do I clean my butt? So Larry comes in in a white beater and some shorts, the typical, I'm going to bed in a little bit, but I might watch some TV first, attire. And he comes and sits down at the table, and the head white mistress of this house says, what are you wearing? And he's like, pajamas? Pajamas? Yeah. And she's like, "Well, we'll get you something tomorrow. What Dude, what do you that mean? Part, what what are you going to give him to sleep in? That that part just got me because I was looking like I I felt like him because he he kind of when he sat down she looked he kind of you know that that look to your side like you talking to me right I know I'm, wearing right. I know I'm not doing anything abnormal right now what are you, like, what are you yeah, talking about? I know I got a basic Hanes A shirt on <laughs> right <laughs> like sold at every Walmart yeah <laughs> like, like I took a bath for a while. <laughs> Use my towel as a washcloth, probably, because I'm not about to use my hands. So part of it, I use right. as a washcloth, and the other half, I use to dry myself, because black people, yep. can't have, yeah, we're inventive, we're creative. Um, but he sits down at the table to eat, and this, the, 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 the lesser of the white women announces, we're having fried, we're having fried chicken. Nigga. Now, here's, yeah. the, here's I, the thing, oh. here's the thing, here's the thing. Here's oh, the thing. God. When they said, we're having fried chicken. And it's a table full of black kids and two white women who think they know better because yep. they're white. I'm sure every yep. person watching this show went, of course y'all serving these little niggas fried chicken. Right? Until you saw. And saw the until chicken. Nigga. <laughs> it brought me to every picture of some person being like, Look what I made for my man. But, and people be like, your man got salmonella. But, your man <laughs> hold on, hold on. But Take I want, your man to the a, again, this, <laughs> this is a moment where you needed to pay attention because earlier when Liquarius was there in the kitchen, the other, the, the headmistress came in and she was like, what are we having for dinner? And the woman said we were having chicken. And if you notice, she and then she went to leg. put that goddamn drumstick in the microwave. No, no, nigga. sir, sir, sir. First, she dipped 
this the leg in a bag of flour. She dipped a chicken leg, she a did. raw chicken leg, in a bag of fucking flour and pulled it Unseasoned, up. Unseasoned, just white flour. She's pulled it up like it was a foreign goddamn object and looked at it like, what do I do with it now that it's white? And then she was like, how much should I set it on in the microwave to fry it? Dude, what was I? What was I watching at oh, this point? I don't know, but I saw that shit. Because like, because Aquarius right looked at her when she did it, like, what the fuck are they doing? I've watched my mama fry chicken before. We've all watched our mothers, our parents fry chicken before. He looked at her like, what the fuck are they doing with 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 pout with battered? Now I don't even want to call it battered because it had no seasoning in it. With floured chicken in front of a microwave. So, fast forward back to the scene where he's at dinner looking at this chicken and two pieces of what looks like asparagus and an aged, I don't know, I just don't even know. God, being a vegan looks like it's terrible. No diss to vegans, but this episode did not help. I mean, if you eat, if you eat like that, yeah. Like, cause they, you, Rabbits some, eat better, better than that. Um, he looked at this like, what the fuck? And... Oh my god. The other kids, they just eating because they ain't ate nothing else today. You know they being starved to, to have to eat this shit. Taste is of no matter. It is completely for sustenance at this point for them. They just trying to stay alive. And the white woman, he looked at them and he's like, what the fuck is this? And both white women are firm in their belief that all black people eat food prepared in the worst, most terrible possible way. Frying yes. it. Yet they love to think that shit. Yet these two bastards, these two pale bastards, fried chicken in a fucking microwave. All of the talk about radiation and 5G and everything else. Y'all trying to kill these kids with microwaved fried chicken. There is the no button on the microwave for fry. There's defrost and defrostier. But there is Look, no fry button on the microwave for a reason. It, it's not an option. It, if you don't dip it in oil, you ain't frying. Don't even call it frying. <clears throat> like, I don't let people know. Now, look, I have made because you know we I am air bang bang air fryer gang. Hold on, but, look, but, but Mike, he's nice. No problem with that. But you know what I'm gonna call it? I'm gonna call it oven baked chicken. It but that's not. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me clear something up. Let me clear something because it's getting lost in air fryer translation. You can still put a bit of oil on your battered chicken. Absolutely. Before you, you put can. It in the air I fryer. do, for the record. Yes, I do too. <laughs> so you can air fry I, I, it. I, I'm just saying, like, an air fry is in the convection oven. Yes. <laughs> that is all it is. It is a convection oven. It You're is an amazing. Piece so, of like, for me, magic it's machinery. still good. I'll still eat it. I'm just going to call it oven fried chicken. I like, mean, that's, you, I don't care. Mean, you see. Yeah. You couldn't even say we having fried chicken, then that thing needs to be submerged. It needs to be swimming in I'm water. not disagreeing. If 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 Louisiana if Louisiana's best decided they were gonna replace all of their pans with <laughs> air fryers, <laughs> I would be like, Well, you have just sealed your fate in the battle against Chick-fil-A. <laughs> you, you are no longer a contender. <laughs> Nor are you making tenders. <laughs> like this is just Man. bad. So we but uh, we we, we he, could spend a whole episode going into white folks policing of food. Uh, for black uh, 
a pin. You know, if if I ever see anybody in the fucking kitchen use a pinch of anything, we not eating there anymore. No more. You know what's funny? All cultures fried chicken. I like it's so they great. do. Man, I had some Korean fried chicken uh, yesterday, and that shit was fucking amazing. Ooh, have you had yeah, Thai? But, uh, have you had, have you had Vietnamese fried? Cause nigga, uh, no, but I will eat it immediately if you can point me in the direction of some. Nigga, I like Japanese fried because they use like use the cornstarch. It's kind of flaky. They sure like do. It. It's like a soft fry. It's like a little flaky, little yeah. flaky. Oh, fry. No, oh, yeah, so then you got the tempura style, but then you also got just the fried. Like they just instead of using flour, they use cornstarch. It's like called karage. Uh, Japanese fried chicken and Korean fried chicken have very similar texture, Twan. So I feel like and you would fuck with the Korean stuff too. I just like the double fried chicken, I, honestly, like the bo- like the bonchon shit. That's my. It's delicioso. I got to, you know, you know, where I live at the big Filipino, you know, thing up here, man, they fried chicken. Like everybody fried chicken. I said, Bro, like, we eat- everybody eats fried chicken. I said, you know what I mean? Like, you know, so, like there's a whole, we just need to have, every city should have fried chicken festival. They should. Just all the different, everybody hey, bring hey, your fried man. chicken. You know what I mean? Like, that, like, you want to yes. promote unity? You want to promote, you know, I, be, I need to call somebody unity. to do this. Because if you honestly, this is an event I would go to in a heartbeat. I got, I got to reel us back in. I got to reel us back in. We went on a black tangent. All right, we did it for the culture. That is what we do here. Yeah, we did it for the culture, but I got to bring us back. All right, so uh, that's fair. I got to bring us back. Lake near. The point was, what they cooked was barely chicken, let alone fried chicken. Yeah, I'm bringing us back, uh, Lake Lanier style. Okay, all right, for the culture. So uh, that that chicken was that chicken was ghastly. (laughs) <laughs> he was getting bombed out and depleted. Uh, I don't even. I don't. Well, um. So yeah, he's like, I'm not eating this shit, and they, we don't say hey at the table, Larry. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> that shit had me crying. This nigga ate like ate like eight times. I hate it here. <laughs> so of course he brought candy oh, with him because hey, 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 hey. kids do not travel without candy. My man definitely had like a bag of M and M's. <laughs> oh yeah. Shit. So he went to sleep angry eating some chocolate. Uh the next day we see them take well, they didn't take long. They got my nigga working in the field. Like, just yeah. sitting there, just shooting the breeze while them little nigglets was in the fields picking their little That was that was rough. I'm surprised she didn't have like call it the uh moon cricket patch or something like that. Cause they she was mad racist <laughs> in her lawn chair. <laughs> With telling him, suggesting what he should sing. I love she was like, Why don't you sing while you work to help the time pass? Dude, dude, start singing dude, some Gucci I, some shit. I feel like I, I'm Gucci Man in 2006. Dude, I thought. That young boy, when she, y'all. When she started singing, I thought she was going to sing some old timey minstrel shit. I did too. I for like, sure did. I, I was bracing. Like, yep. I was expecting to be like, Why don't you sing like a, Oh, my mammy don't. Man. I was like, I was expecting some crazy shit. But what she said like was kind of it was still bad. It was like, I don't want to work was, no more or something like that. I, yeah, it was bad. Well, what, but like, what she did was, and this is why I was, Twine, I think this is why I was actually crazier, is because you would expect her to sing like an old Negro spiritual. But what she sang was a white person's interpretation of what they think an old Negro spiritual sounds like. Oh, boy. Mm-hmm. Take it to him. talk to him, man. Which talk they thought him. was hilarious, by the way. Both those white women just thought that was the greatest thing. Oh yeah, in the world, just turning into stand up. Why like, don't she you... didn't actually know one, but she was like, you know what the Negroes like to sing. Hey, so I I, I almost forgot about this because the dog plays a part later, uh, a couple times actually. So the dog was in the fucking high chair eating burger. Yeah, yeah. He said the dog right. got a burger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know what? Dude, I saw that, and you know, the scene that comes up later, and I think like all of us have said at some point or thought be like, man, these white folks would treat their dogs better than treat black people. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Put for sure. The dog in a fucking high chair to eat. Yep. Dogs walk on four legs. Why do and they lick their own assholes in a fucking high chair? They're not. Their body is not even formed correctly to sit comfortably. To sit in, in a high chair. High chair. chair. Oh my god! Like, where do you put his legs? So <laughs> they they got him working outside, and he's realizing how racist and crazy these white people are. Also, he is out there. I understand. Like, like I understand the need for slavery. Uh, when white people were enforcing it. They had a lot of cotton that actually needed to be picked. But this starvation garden that they had these kids working in, what the fuck was they picking? Because everything looked like he was picking shit. If anything, he was picking which one of them he'd kill in their sleep first when the opportunity <laughs> came. There was nothing in that patch of patch garden that he was... Oh my God. There was nothing to pick there. So, um... They... This is when they this is when they, they, they pull straight from the meme for was it was it Devontae? I want to make sure I, I get this kid's name right. It was Devontae, Devontae Hart, Hart. I believe. This is when they basically show you that Liquarius is Devontae Hart and they put him in the free yes. hug shit and I And with the Fedora on and oh shit. Oh my yeah. god, they dressed him like an old free nigga and with like Aloe Black. <laughs> that shit was nigga. <laughs> <laughs> You know, you look white, and by the way, white people look. White people do love Aloe Black. They love Aloe they Black. They fuck so with Aloe Black heavy. Yeah, shout like, out to him. Not saying Aloe Black does not have good music and cannot sing his ass off. No, nope. white. I'm not saying that at all. But white people really love Aloe they, Black. They, they they like him the way they love Denzel Washington's voice. Like they they like they like Aloe Black. Um, and he sees the opportunity to get help from a police officer. Hold up, hold up! Before you get there. Mm-hmm. The free hugs. That the dude said to him, "Nigga, free hugs." Oh, was your dad named Hugs? Nigga, nigga, nigga. <laughs> I, nigga. I wanted, I wanted to throw something at my screen, man. I laughed. <laughs> I wanted to throw something at my screen. I laughed. Sometimes, sometimes white racism is so funny. Like, it just... oh, I definitely laughed, but I was still mad about laughing too. <laughs> like, yeah, like, like sometimes the right, like it's like. The racism, like you, you racist, you were so racist that you, it went past the point of like my first reaction is anger. My first reaction is like, what the hell? Like, are <laughs> right. you okay? You know why? Like, are, you, because, are you good? You know, like, you know why? Because while that is a that basically that is like the fart joke of racist jokes, when you execute a fart joke at the right time, it is unfuckwittable. It, it, it's undeniable. You have to laugh. Even in spite of yourself, you find yourself laughing like, God damn it, this is funny. I don't want to be laughing, but it's just funny. He executed that joke, that racist ass joke. Oh, yeah, that was 10 out of 10 execution. (laughs) And kept moving. Like, it kept moving. It was was like blink and you miss it scene. All free hugs. Is that your dad's name? (laughs) It just kept going. It was like, you didn't see that face. You had to Uh, think about it. We just saw the back quarter of his head. Oh, my God. Great joke. Yeah. <laughs> Great racist joke. So right. he it's sees an amazing, the op- awful joke. He sees the opportunity to give a hug to a police officer so he can get taken back home. Yeah. And the yeah. officer, as soon as he hugged him, which it was clearly a hug, yeah. also he was a kid. 
the officer gets hugged and goes, whoa, 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 whoa buddy, I almost shot you. No man. Nigga. <laughs> matter of oh, fact, God. I think he specifically said, I think he said, whoa, whoa, kid, I almost shot you. Because Man. despite what these white officers be telling y'all when they kill these kids, they do know they're kids. They don't Dude. think they're grown men. They know Dude. they're kids. Man, that's just you know you, you know you might be talking about before you said that that the gallows humor that black people have to have. That's it. Yep. You know what I mean? Hundred percent. Is literally the laugh to keep from crying. Yeah. And to keep yeah. your sanity. Like, like, really, I think yeah, that's not the only option you got sometimes, man. Keep your sanity. So, you um, can't, can't walk around and be mad all the time. I, I remember when I watched this, I went on Twitter, and this scene specifically, there are a lot, and there are a lot of scenes in this that there are whole conversations that could be had around them. But this scene specifically is the one I'm not sure is the thread through all of the documentaries about children lost to abuse with help that cometh too late. This was the thread through all of those. Somebody gets alerted and they just ignore it and brush it off in the most egregious way. Like not even in a, well, I didn't see the abuse. So I'm just not going to do anything about it, right? In this situation, he literally did not listen to what this kid said. He, and I mean, yep. like he heard it, which, which again, I say this all the time. No, you heard me, but you wasn't fucking listening. Like he listening, was yeah. not listening to him. He heard what he, parrots hear. Okay, a parent can hear you and repeat exactly what the fuck you said. It doesn't mean they were actually listening to your ass, right? They didn't comprehend. Parents don't speak English, even if they can repeat what you're saying. Right. They don't comprehend what the fuck you're saying. They're not actually listening to your conversations. They just be hearing shit. And he heard what what Laquarius said because he was able to repeat it back to the white women who came over like, yeah, we're white women with other black adopted kids. And we have a kombucha stand. You want some? And even the white dude was like, ugh, kombucha. Shit stinks. And he said, <laughs> oh, I see what's going on here. Even though this black kid just told me that y'all are abusing him and he's malnourished and y'all forcing him to eat terrible chicken and he just wants to go home, I think he's mad because y'all won't let him play PlayStation. Right. Nigga, what? He just manufactured a reason to not actually care. He attributed a typical, I guess, white kid complaining to a cop or calling a cop on their parent reason to this black kid. I'm guessing they get a whole lot of won't let me buy this gun on Fortnite calls to 911 on their parents. And like, I didn't even think about that. I thought he literally just was like, and I just decided to make something up. Mike, that's exactly where my mind went. My mind went to. There are so many white kids in this country calling the police on their parents because their parents took away their PlayStation. Right. I and mean, you're absolutely right. I just was like, that never even would have crossed my mind to think. Because <laughs> I obviously never would have done that in my whole black ass life. Because for him, it was like a, oh, familiar realization. Oh, uh, I get. I right. think he's mad because you took his PlayStation away. And you think about all of the memes that we've seen on the internet where like white kids lose their shit because their parents took their gaming systems. 
Oh yeah, for sure. Right. Like I feel like that's where that. Yeah, it could, it no, could I, I'm with you 100. percent But that was just kind of where my mind went with that. So, yeah, that now and in that situation, at that point, it's like, so what does this kid do? He literally went to a cop and told him what was happening. And it made me think of all the documentaries I've watched where a cop got it was involved and given the the necessary information. And that did nothing that translated to absolutely no help. I mean, there are probably tens of thousands of cases in which this is the case. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm not saying that. Calling the cops is not good. Look, I'm I'm just, listen, I work in IT. I get emailed all the time about bullshit. Everything I get emailed about is urgent. It is urgent. The world, the whole mainframe is on fire. We need to fix it. And sometimes... They just typed the website name wrong. <laughs> but I have to, I have to still, I still have to treat it like the mainframe system is on fire every time. Right. So when I hear people make excuses about, well, typically, you know, we answered 1,000 calls a day and, uh, you know, 999 of them are bullshit. Okay. What about that one, though? Exactly. Because that's that's what matters at the end of the day. That one is what matters. And if you miss that one, then how good are you at your fucking job? Yep. And in a situation like this where we're talking about children and the difference between life and death. Yeah, you can't afford to make those like mistakes, man. Yeah, that one matters. That one always matters. So Laquarius gets taken, get, get they go back home and he has a private conversation with the mistress because they have this, this nigga plastering the ceiling. Right. Got him looking like nigga Tom, like nigga, nigga Huck Finn or Tom Sawyer, whichever one of the white boys painted. I, 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 I don't know. Um, and I hate when white people use, use racism as a way to, make you feel less black or to act like you to attribute it to you violating some black code. Like you not, like you not living up to your means. Like if you see a lion that's eating vegetables, it's like, nigga, you supposed to be eating meat. You breaking all the code. Right. She tells Laquarius, you know what they call you where you're from, which is very confusing to ask someone if they know what they're called, where they're from, they're the ones from there. And he's right. And his reaction was appropriate. Huh? And she says, a snitch. A snitch. Which is very I don't I don't know if the word is ironic for this, but like, isn't the whole way that they got these kids in the first place is because somebody snitched of course. on somebody? But obviously these two white women have absolutely no self-awareness whatsoever. Like the whole adoption, like CPS is snitching. So, like that, that's what it is. It is. It's child protective snitching. That's <laughs> okay. That might actually end up being the name of this episode, child protective snitching. I think that's a fantastic name. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> shirt, <laughs> shirts available soon. So, <laughs> so, um, shit. Child protective snitching, baby. <laughs> Goddamn. 
um, the black C- a, a black CPS worker shows up, and again, if I'm missing something, stop me, guys. But uh, a black CPS worker finally shows up at the house because a neighbor called child protective snitching on these from this white family, and this did happen in the real heart story. The neighbors did call. Yeah, uh, child protective services on the Hart family because Devonte was sneaking out in the middle of the night and going to the neighbors' houses and asking them to give him for food, food uh, jars of peanut butter, uh, tortillas, anything that he could then take back to feed the other kids. Because in the Hart situation, I believe there were six kids. There were six or seven kids. There were six, seven. Yeah, in this in this situation, there were only three four. of them were siblings. Yes, from- the first the first three were siblings. I thought, I yeah. Didn't they get yeah. called by like on? Didn't they get like CPS calling them in multiple states? Multiple states, sir. Yes. Um, actually, the first the first set of kids that they got, they abused one of the younger girls. She showed to school with um bruises on her stomach bruises, and yeah. her back, which, and which is a automatic. I never had the experience ever like, but that's an automatic. I see bruises on the kid that tells for the parent. Well, got the they, call. That's the call on that one. Told, buddy. They told CPS that it was because they whipped her too hard. But the bruises, the way they looked on the stomach, especially looked like punches. And we're talking about a kid that was like six or seven. We're talking about a little skinny child. So um, also the lighter of the the weaker of the white women took the blame for that. But uh, uh, most people think it was the mistress, mistress, uh, headmistress of the house who actually beat <clears throat> that kid like that. So they ended up charging that woman, and she, I think she got like a couple hundred hours of community service or something. That's what it was. Yep. Yeah. And then they let you, but they, 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 you know, they let them keep the kids. Um, but don't make your black kids dance in the hallway and then give them three slight taps because right. we need to remove them from the home at that point. Not for punches to the stomach, though. Even the story she explained that she bent the child over the tub and whipped her, and maybe the bruises on her stomach was from her being hit too hard on the back. I want y'all to think about that for a second. You were hit so hard on your back that it caused you to bruise on your stomach. Yeah, none, none of the explanations <laughs> fit. But she like, got none of the explanations. It's like, oh, so, oh, no, I did not hit her with my hand. No, 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 I used the bat. Did that make it better? <laughs> right, like, like but, that worse. That's so much like, worse. None of the explanations, like, explain Mm-mm. what actually you know what actually happened or like how or 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 would make me be like you know what oh now i get it because you've explained oh, it now yeah right but it's like so yeah. you just told me you beat them somewhere else <laughs> and the bruises showed up that's what you're telling me but you that's just, the that's mm-hmm. the other thing you that one of the things you get from the documentary that again i see is a common thread through all these documentaries is these people surrounding these evil ass white people who watch them be evil and go, we didn't think it was that bad. Yes, they hung the kid upside down for nine hours, but we thought he was enjoying it. What? Yes, sometimes the kid got sick for no reason all the time, but we thought she was just sickly. Right. Child shows up missing an eye and they think they wanted to be immature. Like, I'm just, what the fuck, man? Y'all got an excuse for everything abusive in front of y'all. And I, I, I am always astounded that these people sit in front of a camera and talk about how fucking stupid they were while sitting there watching kids be abused. I didn't know it was abuse to smack a kid with the back of your hand ten times. God. 
Yes, all the kids were branded, but we, you know, we thought it was a family religion thing. Right. <clears throat> Even for the three-year-old. So, yeah, um, it's getting a bit hostile. Aquarius doesn't feel safe. He understands now why those other kids eat in silence. <laughs> that raw right. fried chicken. Oh, and shout out to the black kid where the white woman was like, um, there are starving kids in Africa. And she looked at him like, like, like he was from Africa. And, right. And he, he looked back at Aquarius <laughs> and just look up. Yup, whatever that white woman said. <laughs> that's, that's the truth. I just want to eat this chicken in peace. Wait, did we talk about the, the full social visit yet? No, we just got here. So um, the black CPS worker shows up. And the way she does her check is actually walks into the house and starts right. taking and notes check. on everything that is wrong. And there is not enough clipboard or pen ink for what she's about to experience. She sees one, she's one of the little girls is sick on the couch. It is definitely from that raw chicken and that fucking kombucha. She's probably been poisoned by just literally. They said they gave her blueberries for medicine. Nigga, nigga. But the dog gets to eat burgers. She's supposed right. to kill off some fucking blueberries. Right. What kind of fucking fable is this? She goes and talks to the black kid, and he's like, I'm hungry. <laughs> Which, that's he's not mad. supposed to be funny. But <laughs> it's not funny, but it's hilarious. Again. I'm, I'm hungry. <laughs> My hair hurts. <laughs> Man. <laughs> God damn it. So, so she's like, don't worry. I'm going to get you out of here. And it's gone full circle, right? Right. He, he hopefully he'll go back home, maybe. But um, you know, no. Um, headmistress takes her out back and kills her. When she said, "I need to talk to you," I was like, "Please say we can talk right here, lady. Please say it. Please say it." And mm-hmm. she didn't. I was like, "She gonna kill the shit out this lady, man." Yeah, yeah stuff her body in a pla- in a trash bag and leave her clipboard on top. That's what it looked like. That's what I was like. Am I? Is this actually Atlanta? Has is this a Blumhouse production? What is happening it's right now? Blumhousey, yeah, it was dark. They, it's uh, dark. They, they, at this point, um, the the uh, subservient white woman of the house, she is all total fuck apart because she knows that that black woman is dead, and she knows what the headmistress is like, and she knows that uh, there is a murder suicide planning in their future. This this house, this move to this house was the last. The last go of it, go at it, and the next time they got found out, they might as well just kill themselves and the kids, because well, people who commit uh, murder suicide always feel like they need to kill somebody as well as themselves. It is- and it's like, look, you shouldn't do it to yourself, but also, if you're trying to do it to yourself, that's between you and yourself. Don't make nobody else part of your. Bullshit. I just need them to follow the basic order of operations when it comes to a murder suicide. You kill yourself first, and then you kill the other people. Um, yep. They 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 load all the kids up into the van, and they decide they need to get the fuck out of there because there's a body. Well, they say we're going to the Grand Canyon, and then Laquarius is like, "Where are we really going?" <laughs> and she answered, "I was like, nigga, don't get in the car." I was doing the full like right black person in a horror movie yelling at the screen at this point. Yeah. So let's 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 go ahead and wrap this up. Um, they get in the back of the van. The conversation we had earlier about the kids exchanging uh, telepathic dialogue with subtitles. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it happens. My hair hurts. 
It's we released. Oh, so, uh, oh, 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 boy. They uh, dropped the dog off. Nigga, they can't kill the dog. So can we talk the dog about, gotta live. Can we fucking talk about this? They say that the dog is a survivor, but we have to kill these kids because what ha- if something happens to us, they'll go back up to they'll go back into the system. They'll end up with another set of crazy lesbian white women and inevitably they'll die <laughs> anyway. So we might as well just kill them now. How trash is right. that thought that you would let a fucking hamburger meat fed in a high chair dog loose in the random woods and wilderness and go, he's a survivor. But these black kids that are stuck within the, the, the adoption system and the CPS and the abuse system who go from home to home to home and still are able are still here with us, hope, waiting for waiting to get to the right home where someone can actually nurture them and help them help themselves without it just being them helping themselves. You look at them and you go, they're weak. Right. All four of them. Okay. But y'all don't want, y'all can't even fry chicken, but they weak. <laughs> so they they load themselves back in the van. They proceed to drive. Um, at this point, I think this we were supposed to make the connection that the, this is the Hart family. These are the Hart kids, and that these kids have all been drugged, which is why they're all passed out now in the back of the van. That's the assumption. Mm-hmm. And the headmistress does a check to make sure they're asleep. She sees movement, so she knows they're still in the van. But she um. She she's like okay we're they're they're still here so we can still kill them, and right as they are approaching the jumping off point, she notices she turns around and she sees Laquarius rise up <laughs> from the uh the 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 sleeping bag filled back of the van this van by the way y'all has no fucking seats in the back, um they've they've been they've they've been toting these kids around like this. Wow. Right. They've been sleeping in that van. Um the white women haven't, but the kids have, for sure. They've been they've definitely been parking that van at hotels and motels and making those kids sleep mm-hmm. in that van. Um rises up and he gives her this black ass smile of fuck y'all, I'm out. Die with pain. And he opens the back door and she goes to say no stop or something like that, but he has already jumped out, and the other white woman has hit her whole euphoric acceptance, whatever stage that is of murder suicide, and she is ready to go flying off that cliff, that cliff like Thelma and Louise. And that's exactly how they fly off, along with the dog that he somehow put back in the car as another middle finger up to them. Yep. Not fuck you, but fuck you and your little dog too. And your little dog too. And he jumps out the back wrapped in sleeping bags because he's about to hit this street hard as hell. And they go flying off this cliff and you Yeah, they go yeah. They go off and They're not gonna be in episode three. Nah, nah. And he proceeds to walk home in his pajamas. Now I was watching this with Ash, she was like, Oh my god. She was like, All the other kids were in the back of the van and I'm like, nah, Aquarius is a hero, dog. He ain't leave them kids back there. I was like, I hope that they aren't, but they they ambiguously shot it so that you couldn't tell for sure. Yeah, they did, but also I thought about it. I was like, if he left those kids back there, how does that change how I feel about his character in this story? Oh, yeah, it definitely takes him down, like, significantly. Right, but right. So it like, didn't Please don't do that. He saved the day. Yeah, he did. He walks home in, his, in the white pajamas they gave him. 
Yep. <laughs> he definitely would have been better in his basketball shorts and a white beater. But he, he makes it home. He goes in the house. He immediately gets back to his chores, acting like he's been gone for a couple minutes. It's been days, probably weeks. Um, His mother walks in and sees him there doing his chores and says to him, oh, you decided to come back? Right. Which I did. I don't. I still kind of don't know how to process that. Like it's and it's not because I don't expect to hear that from a black parent, but I also don't know what they what what they what they want me. Not what they want me to take from that, but what was the expectation of where I was? This whole time. The the like the the notion that I made the decision to come back home. Right. As if I wasn't carried off by a CPS worker and two police officers. As, as if I wasn't in, trapped in a house with two crazy white women who I could not escape from, even when I ran and told a cop they were crazy. I almost I literally almost was part of a murder suicide. And, but when you say that to me, when you say to me, oh, you decided to come home, does that mean, are, are you, are you kind of, is it, is it layered? Are you saying you finally made the decision to not be an idiot and to do something about something? Like, is that what you're saying? That's a good question, actually. Um, yeah, I don't know what like the meta narrative of that part of the story is, or what like they're trying to portray. Just, but that actually could be it. Like I didn't even think about it that way. I just I've been thinking about this since I saw the episode, and I was just like, "What is? What are you? What are? What is Stephen Glover saying to to the audience with that line? Because he knows it's off." He knows we're going to hear that and like laugh like the fuck I've been trapped with two white women. I didn't have a choice. But black people, I think we are raised with our parents telling us all the time, even when you think you don't have a choice, you have a choice. Yes, it might not be choices that you like. Or choices that you wanted. But you do have choices. Yep. Always. So maybe that's what he what what they're saying with that line. You decided to come back. You decided not to let these white people kill you. You decided to save yourself. So yeah, like that that line. Also, um, we skipped over the we didn't skip over, but there was a conversation between the two white women where they basically explained why is the system built in a way that we were never questioned and no one ever stopped us. When we clearly yes. were not prepared for this. We clearly were not equipped to handle this situation. But no one stepped in. And there are all, there's, there are all of these, these bottlenecks. There are all of these walls in place. These firewalls in place that are supposed to stop people like us. From being able to do what we're about to do. And yet none of those barriers. Here we are. Right. We we skipped here with ease, absolute ease. 
unfettered access to just mayhem and destruction. Yeah. So, uh, one, did we lose Twan? Did he go full silent? Did he fall asleep? I don't know. That's a good question. I've been trying to <laughs> ascertain that without asking it out loud. I don't know. No. My, remember I told you, like, family in Dubai, so I had to take a call real quick. That's not bad. Oh, no, you good. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They call him from Dubai. You got to pick that up. But, um, yeah, so that, I mean, pretty much he comes in, he asks his mama, because, you know, man, when you've been home for a minute, everything in your fridge tastes good. Mom, you got some of that spaghetti in there? Right. That spaghetti is hitting like none other, man. Yeah. And then he was watching TV at first, you know, watching some serious shit, and we he's watching the news, and we see that the other kids were. He did save them. Um, which means he had to drag them out of that van, probably because they, they had been knocked out with the Benadryl. And he, I think the only reason he might not have been knocked out by the Benadryl is because he threw up. He had that dream about the dog dressed as his grandfather slapping him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and he immediately ran to the bathroom and threw up. I, I, I hope they were, they were basically telling us that whatever they drugged those kids with was in that food or something, and he threw it up. So he wasn't drugged. But I might be thinking too much. So, um, yeah, he, we see that the kids are alive and there's a news report about them being abandoned and yada, yada, yada. He changes it to some cartoons and he starts to eat and then sound kind of just fades out. And he turns around and he breaks the fourth wall, looks at the camera, and that's when Ern wakes up. And he is in bed with, with some white woman or whatever. And that's the end of the episode. So to, to me, it always felt like for, to me, it felt like Ern knew the heart story, right? And, and that, this is where our realities cross with this, with our world in Atlanta, the television show, right? And he yeah. is aware of the heart story, but he had a dream about, oh, he had a what if dream instead and that that it was a change scenario but it had all these layers to it as well that's kind of how i like to look at it i'm not saying that that's what steven was going for but that's kind of that's what i like to walk away from that episode thinking that was his so i was while you were talking i was reading an article uh that said the writing process for this season apparently was a lot looser than it has been previously like they wrote it in europe and like they would just be in a room talking about things that would be ideas for like short stories that Donald would want to watch. And then like when they hit on good ones, basically then whoever's idea that was or whatever, like a team would get then start working on that episode. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering if it's going to be like more vignette style, like episodes rather than a like, Every single thing is like in a like linear story progression throughout this season, or if it's going to be just kind of like little spot episodes here and there that just here is a concept. We explored the concept. That's all we're going to do with this concept for right now. You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, I hear what you're saying. Then I suppose we'll probably find out next Thursday. Um, I mean, I think episode two pretty much got back into. The, the way Atlanta series like works overall, 
With no, I agree with that. It's definitely like a traditional episode. Yeah, it felt real. Familiar. <laughs> that episode felt really familiar, and this episode felt like a first episode of this, a season opener for Atlanta. They typically go hard like this. So was it was I mean was oh, I don't think that was actually the first episode. What I'm trying to remember what the very first episode of Atlanta was. The very first episode kind of just introduced was more subdued. It just introduced Earn like uh, remember he, he was coming out of his parents' house. Yeah, kind of like him, him just trying to trying to find a place to live at that point. That's right. So what? To which which episode was the? I feel like the episode that really showed us what Atlanta what the showed us the potential of Atlanta and that we were dealing with a television show we'd never seen on TV before. I think that was the episode where Ern was trying to get the money from the club. Oh, the dude who was like disappeared into the, the walls and shit. Yes. Yes. <laughs> My man with the invisible oh, car. That's that a classic nigga, right there, boy. That nigga hit the wall and shit flipped. <laughs> that shit was so great. But that's the same one where old boy got hit by an invisible car outside invisible the Invisible car, right? yeah. I feel like that was the first episode where we saw Atlanta's potential. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Was that the same episode where they raced Mike Vick in the parking lot? That I don't know about. I think so. Yeah. Maybe that's when old boy got hit with the it car. Like they, they went out to the street club. Yeah. No, I'm trying to. I'm trying to look. I'm trying to just look up here and see. Was that the one they got? Did he get arrested that night? Uh, the jail. Uh, I know which episode. That episode is great too. I can't yes. remember if it's the same one. I don't know. But that scene where the dude was talking about his boy got him arrested. Yeah, I'm looking because that's one in jail. Because I've seen them. I, I'm literally looking through like the season jokes. That was episode two. Cause I remember that when that was due when they opened the lemon pepper wings and it was glowing yep. and shit. <laughs> oh man, I forgot about the Justin Bieber episode. Justin Dog, Bieber episode was that Bieber. shit. That shit was funny. Sure, <laughs> oh. oh okay all right y'all so yeah that is that is atlanta season three episode one three slaps i can i can assure y'all that these episodes will not be two hours long but again this episode was just fucking layered there's so much happened in this episode it, it, it was a, it was a it was a deep episode that needs like and i think like like you're saying when i see people read like nobody took a deep dive into it like it was so much packed into this episode. Like, it makes the next episode, the next episode feel like like I like this feels like I did Calculus and then somebody, then I went to the next episode somebody was like, hey man, what's 4 times 4? And I was like, ooh, I like this. This is nice. I know the answer. <laughs> <laughs> and now you're saying that the episode wasn't good because it was, but it was just such a like that one I like I couldn't have that back to back. It would have been like, no, it's No, it's, it is a lot. I, had, I, I did watch it back to back. I did. It was a lot. I, I tried to, but I could not follow the second episode. I was still stuck in the first one. I think I kind of just went in the kitchen and got something to eat. It got something See, to drink. See, luckily, I, when I was watching it, they played episode one, episode two, and then episode one again. And I watched all three. Okay, yeah, no, I watched so the I first episode. I got to see the first one again and be like, okay, now let me just figure out what the fuck happened. I watched the first episode, and I I was like, shit and then i tried to watch the second episode and i it played all the way through but i really did not pay attention to it 
And then I found the documentary Broken Heart, and I went and I watched that because I'm a glutton yeah. for punishment. Uh, yeah, that seems like it's going to be a little bit too much for you, boy. And, and then I, had, I, I was like, Ash, you need to watch the first episode of Atlanta. And she was like, why? Is it going to make me upset? And I was like, you just got to watch it. And of course, like, Ashley cried at the end of the episode because she didn't know the story. She didn't know it was based on a true story. She did. Oh, she sure. Did, yeah. So when I explained to her, she was like, is that the documentary you were watching earlier? And I was like, yeah. And she was like, Brandon. I'm like, mm. because it, because it was it, for me, it was like watching Ashley. Ashley laughed at all the same moments we laughed at in the episode. And then she found out it was based on a, a real story, a real tragic story. Yeah. And it completely changed how she oh, was it, feeling it, at that it time. Different. Yeah, it, it is different. It it was it was it was a, it was just a switch. So like, and that to me, it, it's not about being dark at this point. That's just good. That's just a good television. That's just a well written something that hits you like that, though, man. Like, yeah, think about how much stuff we laugh at, but if you really sit down and think about it, it's fucked up. Well, I mean, excuse me. Um, fucking ears itchy. <laughs> Comedy is tragedy. It's tragic. Like. That's why it's, that's why we laugh instead, right? Yeah. Um. Yeah. So that that is that is episode one. Thank y'all for listening to us. Uh, this episode might be on the free feed. I don't know. Uh, it might be on YouTube. I don't know yet. However, you're listening to it, you know before me. So, kudos to you for this premonition. But uh, next time we will talk about episode two. Sinkta Claus is, is coming to town. Woo! When I saw the title of the, I looked at the guy and it said Sinkta Claus, and I was like, oh shit, they're about to really go crazy. Because yeah. <laughs> I knew about this shit for a very long time. All right. So, Sinkta Claus and Smart Peak. We will holler at y'all next time. Till then, we're out. Where's my 40 acres? Thanks for following the podcast. Follow us on Spotify. Follow us on iTunes. Follow us on YouTube. Wherever you're listening to this, follow us and then pass around to your friends. Yes, this shit was two hours, but you listened to all two hours of it, I hope. So you enjoyed it. A quarter of your day is done. Now back to work, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> Peace.